I was asking the question because of the end of cruising, because what you, you wrote in your biography, that uh, one shot kind of changed the plot, the, 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 the character of Steve, played by Al Pacino. And Pacino felt, uh, he felt dispossessed of the, he felt as he had lost the I don't character. give a flying fuck into a rolling donut about what Al Pacino thinks. Is that an answer to your question, Greg? Yeah, it's the straightest answer I could... Uh, I, could I mean, I could be sitting here for an hour and try and explain it, but that's a fact. Exactly. You know? Of course. I cared a lot, for example, about what Tommy Lee Jones thought, because this guy was a brilliant, professional, prepared actor. Mm -hmm. And he would think about his character more than the director, more than me. He would come to the set with absolutely brilliant ideas. And I don't feel the same about Pacino. your dry January going? Never heard of that. Oh. Oh, I thought it was a thing you were doing. No. Oh, oh, you're taking a drink of alcohol oh. as we speak, oh, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah I, I thought you said next January. It's not going well. We could do it next January, I, I guess. We should try it eventually. Yeah. All these wet Januaries haven't been working out for us. That's, that's for sure. Well, They're not getting us anywhere. I'll have you know, uh, there was oh, like okay. a a Monday or a Tuesday, uh huh, two or three weeks two ago. Three, yeah, uh huh. I'm doing the math. And uh, I didn't drink any booze that day. Oh wow. Day. Hmm. That's the first time in yeah. uh, at least a year. Okay. At least. I think I've had like a day off uh, at least once a week for the past two weeks, oh. if, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm not getting blind drunk. So I'm doing night. pretty great too. Oh, oh, you're not. Not every night. Yeah, I've been doing that. That's a problem. Since, uh, it's, you know, some nights. And, uh, I haven't done it since last night. No, that's good. That's not true. Oh, I had blood over in the morning. Like four ounces of liquor last night and left perfectly fine. I'm, nice. I'm doing okay. What was yesterday? Yesterday was Monday, Monday which is crazy okay. because uh it feels to me like we were recording last week's podcast yesterday just yesterday i know and now we're back again where has this week gone where where is my life i going? don't know What's, man. i i feel like i'm losing my mind yeah every time i think i'm taking a step forward it's like no i'm in the wrong fucking neighborhood where do my days go is that the right metaphor i, I did like a workout today that should have yeah. It took an hour. Somehow it took me two hours. That's probably good Spoiler for it. Spoiler alert. I watched a movie that we're going to talk about that should have been an hour and 40 minutes. Somehow it took me three hours to watch it. Like I was uh, pausing every once in a while to write some stuff down, but yeah. but not like another hour and 20 minutes worth of pausing. Where is my life going? I don't... I, I, I can't keep track of what I'm doing, man. I, I don't know. I, I got no answers I need, for you. I need somebody to get some cameras in here. Yeah. 
I need to see what's happening during the day right. when I'm here alone. Oh, okay. Outside of your OnlyFans cams that you have. Oh, yeah. Maybe I could just uh, yeah. keep those things going 24-7. Yeah. Do yeah. like a, an Ed TV thing going on in here. Yep. Nobody's that, tried that in a while, I don't is think. Is that the one where Matt LeBlanc has a monkey? Uh, no, that one is the one where Whoopi Goldberg coaches a basketball team. That's right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It which, gets confusing. There was a lot of good cinema around that time, so I, I, I can see why it's hard to keep things straight. It, it, she coached a basketball team, and that's not to be mistaken with the movie she did with a dinosaur that could talk. Oh. I think. I think he played oh, basketball. Now we're off the rails. Now I now I have no idea what you're talking about at all for real. She's talking about uh whoopsie daisies. Yeah. Tammy and the T Rex. That was Denise whoopsie Richards. Goldbergs that was is... that was not Whoopi Goldberg. No. <laughs> that's a different thing. That was the first Paul Walker movie I ever saw. Oh wow. That's uh and I just saw it. I'm sure if he was still alive he'd, he'd really appreciate that you uh made the effort to I've see seen some of his work. Two of his films now. Oh, whew, it's been the yeah. year of Paul Walker kind yeah. of for you, I guess. I saw that uh Pleasantville. Finally got around to Paul Walker was in Pleasantville, Pleasantville huh? Yeah. 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 Don Knotts is in it. I'll tell you what I remember about Pleasantville. Toby Maguire's bomb ass. Uh now that you mention it, yeah. I was going to say, it's mostly in black and white, and Uh then some things start turning to color. And that's it. That's that's all I can tell you about that movie, having not seen it or thought about it in uh, 25 years, probably. Harry Dunn fucks their mother. Who's Harry Dunn? Uh, That sounds like a porn star name. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, this is a that's a Jeff. Not, not, that's a fictional character. He's Jeff Daniel. Yeah, that's Jeff Daniels yeah. for sure. He's still alive. Uh, COVID kill him. Pretty sure he's doing okay. We lost Bob Saget's. Bob Saget. Did, did we ever get a <sighs> cause of death? COD for old Bobby Sags. Last I checked, no foul play. Not reported. No drugs expected. I would have loved if it was a murder. Bob Saget was found murdered in his hotel room. Like, (laughs) Like not dead of natural causes. Brutally murdered? Like there was a fight or just like... No, just like a a horrible horror movie slashing. And then like there was this whole who killed Bob Saget mystery that like could exist out there in the world. I mean, if he's going to die, you might as well make it interesting. I'm not not wishing harm on the man, but if it's already happened, come on. I thought you were talking like one of them slick Leon the professional drop some poison down a... (laughs) Line of Somebody dental put floss. A hit out on Bob Saget. Yeah. No, I want it to be a complete mystery. Like, who did it? What was their motivation? What, what did we'll Bob know. Saget get fucking uh, yeah. caught up in? I was that Tourette's guy. Oh, Bob Saget. You know, it's <laughs> possible. Yeah. Telling you, man. It's have, scary. Have you been enjoying scary. all the all the memes of uh, Bob Saget in heaven that people people are making? Like, here he is with yeah. all his dead they, friends in they, heaven. They, I photoshopped it. They do every time a celebrity dies. Here's here, here's the other norm telling dirty jokes. Yeah, because they're dead. Isn't isn't that wholesome? Is mm. they uh, a word that's lost all meaning on the internet? Have you seen them doing this? Throwing the word wholesome around oh, are on the they internet doing just to I mean fucking anything. It could be like a puppy sneezing, or it could be somebody's fucking like uh, the world's changed piece man. of shit little cartoon the they world's... drew about Bob Saget and heaven with Betty insane. White. Nothing's the same. I uh, was watching TV before I came here. Oh, that's the, a good way to spend some time. I was doing. I was doing the same thing. It was the hit new television show Abbott Academy, which mm. critics say is the new Office. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was a 
predominantly black cast. Okay, that's which is fine. Great, but I was watching some Martin, and it yeah. was also a predominantly black cast. I'll tell you what, that show cooks, Matt. Yeah, you ever Martin seen Martin. Does. Yeah, Abbott Academy is one of those shows where it's like, hey, we're trying to be like progressive and of have are, not yeah. just white folks on our channel. Like when that show Modern Family had that gay couple on who right. never kissed once in like the right, yeah. twelve season run yeah. of the show. I very progressive. Very, very progressive ABC. Currently rewatching that series. You're out there. You're rewatching. Cam and Mitchell. That means you've seen it once. Yes, it's hilarious. Wow, it's a lot of. There's a couple I missed. It's a lot of TV watching. Turns out I missed a couple from season three or season two might with go Kevin back Hart. And catch up the seasons where the youngest daughter starts getting outrageously large boobs. Season five. Okay, that's yeah. where I'm at right now. Other than that, I really. I mean, they're can't, huge. Can't imagine I have any. Before sort she gets of the reduction. Interest in what's going on in that show. The older sister's pretty hot too. Yeah, she's, she's decent. One of those uppity little white girls, you could tell. She's got one of them like kidney. The, the younger one, the younger one, grew up weird. in a trailer. You could tell. It's, oh yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's more my yeah. speed. Yeah, she had a real issue with her parents. Something she divorced herself from them. Or uh, oh, good for her. Yeah, you could. I've been I've been trying to do the same thing for forty years. Still legally, I haven't been able to figure Maybe out how to do that. Maybe she's just a yeah. female. You oh, could be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know, it sounds like she's. Figured things out a lot much more than me. I still would you have giant have, have my mother, you, uh, you know, hanging around all the time, getting in my hair. Hanging around. Thought I emancipated so myself from you decades ago. What'd she bring? Woman. Is there food in here? Not right now, because oh. she's in her annual uh, going to Mexico, Mexico. to contract COVID again well, uh, trip. Yeah. So yeah, right now I've actually. Had a good week and a half of uh, hitting all my calorie goals and congratulations. Not just she keeps bringing just like empty calories and like bags of yeah. deli cheese over to my house with empty oh. empty carbs I should say like she brings boxes of breakfast cereal and like jugs of two percent milk and I'm like I have literally not drinking cow's milk in probably seventeen eighteen years why are you suddenly showing up at my house with breakfast cereal and Two percent fucking milk you, in like the last month and a half. You saw my wife Sunday night. You know I That's haven't right. killed her Norman Bates style. No, yeah, Dad. We all had yeah. bets, right. uh, quite frankly, and uh, some of us cashed out. Some of us, no. uh, some some of us lost a little bit of money. Way to some go. of us made some. I'm not going to say Way to go, who. you true believers. Uh, you know you can bring random deli cheese to our house anytime. Yeah, that's probably just true. leave it in the mailbox. Uh, it's cold it's out. easier for me just It'll to uh, throw things in the trash instantly. Because if it sits around at all, I'm yeah. just going to come home drunk and like eat a whole bunch uh -huh. of it and then be like, oh, what did I do last night? I only half remember it. You, That's why I've put on 18 pounds of trash in my midsection over the last six months. We could set up one of them like community type boxes outside, mm, but we don't tell anybody cold about outside. it. We could even put perishables out yeah, there. You could just put food out there and I'll just stop by frozen. once a day and see if you have anything for Maria. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There's something we'll start hooking up, I guess. That'll be nice. Hey, it's Baby Oil and Blow. It's an action stravaganza palooza. Shoot em up, kill em up, sex Last time I em checked. up. Oh. Podcast a palooza. I am one half of your hosts. I am Matt O. Station. With me... As always, who you want to be? I was going to go deep cut okay. Modern Family on you, oh. but <laughs> yeah, do I it. Mean, I could just say anything. I'm on board for that. Yeah. Or deep cut Abbott's Costellos or whatever They're you were watching too. right there. That it would make us more relevant. You can just be the uh, Alex Dunphy to my Haley Dunphy. Oh, you are Nate Adams. Delightful. Ahoy, ahoy, everyone. 
I gave you the big boobied one. Yeah. Okay. It's good. Um, I, I like it because she wears glasses and is smart. Yep. That's you. I'm just hot and That's slutty. Right. You're the hot and slutty one. Yep. That's our dynamic we got going on. That's why uh, you're tuning in. Here in the new year of 2022, where, uh, as, as we've, I guess, established, it's January, and we're uh, not making any progress oh. as human beings. We have not dried ourselves out at all. No. Uh, it's looking to be another long, rough year of mm. just uh, being locked inside yeah. the house and... Uh, not so slowly. I was going to say slowly yeah. losing our minds, but not so slowly anymore. It seems to be gone. snowballing for me. Yeah. Seems to be getting compound interest on the oh. uh, three years of the world being in shambles yeah. calamity we've yeah. been dealing with right now. Yeah. Maybe past the end of my rope. Okay. In free fall at this point, I think, is, is how I would uh, dis- describe it all. Yeah. But uh, we persevere on because uh, at least we, you know, got this podcast once a week. We got to yeah. show up and record. It'd just be a real just disappointment <sighs> to everybody out there if that didn't happen. So Yeah, quit enabling it's us, assholes. Structure. Let us end it. Structure. And uh, if, you were, if you tuned in last week, and you should have, I hope, you know that we're doing a little thing we're calling New Year Oldest Profession. Mm-hmm. We're talking about movies about sex workers. Oh, yeah. And uh, this week, we got a treat for you. Uh, we got a gay one, <laughs> is what we're doing here. Hey, now. Let's get into the rundown of the film we're talking about. Uh, the rundown this week is brought to us by Wilson's The Leather Expert. If you're, I see what uh, you did there. If you're like a middle-aged housewife who lives out in the suburbs and you want to go dress yourself up like a leather daddy, uh, there's no easier way than to go down to the local shopping mall, hit up the Wilsons, and they could deck you out head to toe in leather, man. It's what they do. It's it's what these people know. So they had a real nice leather, leather, leatherer, mm-hmm. leatherer. I'm sure, yeah. Well, I don't know what the title is. People that do leather. Mm-hmm. They had a real nice one of those over right around Southport. Oh. That sounds great. In, uh, yeah, I'm familiar I don't know if with it was the Stockport Corridor. View or where, but yeah, it was right around there. Mm-hmm. They had all sorts of leather outfits for the clubs nearby. Yeah, there's uh, some weird gay clubs going on yeah. uh, a couple blocks away from that. So You can still get like the Also, they could probably like sell shoes hat. to all of the rich young wives that live on that street, I, I would imagine. So yeah. you're hitting things from both sides is... Probably a good location for that business, I would imagine. That's what this movie's about, hitting things from both sides. Absolutely. Let's get into it. Uh, The rundown is of 1980s Cruising. Cruising, yeah. Controversial film that I had never seen and used this as an excuse to finally watch and see what the fuck was going on. Well, you had never seen it. Oh, no, absolutely I feel better about this. Okay. I was like, it's weird that you watched this and were like, "Mm, gonna make my best friend watch it. Yeah, sure. Anyways, Eh. I thought it would be a nice conversation piece, and I think it's probably going to be. It's gonna be good. Runtime of this film, 102 minutes, just 12 minutes up over that 90 minute mark we like to hit here you keep it under 145 you know yeah i'm not gonna do too much complaining there uh budget of the film i've got 11 million dollars reported they wow this um, big budget for 1980 yeah it seems like i don't i don't know what they were spending all that on must have been all the extras yeah Yeah. the extras and the uh party poppers uh gross of this film 19.8 million (laughs) dollars which is Wow. Not a ton, but it's more than they spent on it, I guess. Yeah. And for such a 
rough bit of subject matter to sell to yeah. audiences in 1980. I think that's kind of kind of impressive. A little Making bit, some say. money on the midnight showings. Right here, Rotten Tomatoes score on this. The professionals have this at a at a fifty percent. So that's pretty rotten, right there. It's, yeah. There's not a lot of people in. Uh, yeah. Interestingly, audience score almost exactly right there at forty nine percent. The rare film that that's audiences a, a and worse. critics are kind of uh, yeah. both torn on, disgusted with, but maybe kind of interested by in the same degree. Huh. You you don't get that huh. very often. We'll have to see who's in it. Well, I'll have to see who's in it. I was, yeah. I was gonna maybe it's just no names carrying it. Could be uh, the director. Maybe is oh. going to shed some light on okay. this. He's somebody who's made some interestingly weird movies over the course of his career. We're talking Billy Friedkin, more uh, like Billy Freakkin, guy who made The Exorcist, made his bones making The Exorcist. Maybe one of the definitely one of the most legendary horror movies of yeah. all time. You like that one? Eh, no, I find it to be really well made but boring. Oh. Mostly mm. because I'm not afraid of like Satan. hell and yeah. Satan because it's not yeah. real. So shit just doesn't really doesn't really hit with me. I got 12 years of Catholic schooling rolling around in yeah, there. Sure, I can you see know, how yeah, uh, yeah. that would hit hit you on a different yeah. level. He made a uh, buddy cop movie called To Live and Die in L.A. that I've almost put on our schedule. About That's the times, way so. it do me. Uh, he finally. Uh, got the dream team together when he mm. got Shaq and Nick Nolte oh, to team yeah. up for Blue Chips. That was a big uh, coup. Made a real interesting film adaptation of that play Bug Michael Shannon was doing Ooh. in town there for a while. That was a good one. And uh, made the disgustingly sleazy Killer Joe, which is a yeah. big favorite of mine. Yeah. Underrated gem from the last yeah. decade or so for sure. When she sucks that chicken sexy. leg. Oh, chicken legs getting sucked. McConaughey being sexy. Oh. Full frontal nudity on which, young which, women. Which, which which young actress that I don't know is that? Yeah, that's that frizzy Judy, haired blonde girl. Judy, Jude, 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 Jude Temple. Appetite. Jude Something Temple. Temple, yeah. Juno yeah. Temple. Juno Temple. She's a, a delight a, in Ju- everything. Do you know her? And she's always getting naked. Yeah. Do you know that I know her? Yeah. Her, uh, her uh, whatever she's got in that movie is pretty sexy. Sure. She's got a little bit of that... Uh, a little bit of that. Uh, I don't. I don't know what learning we're disability. At now. Oh, okay. There's a word there. Okay. There's a Moving word on. there. Moving on to the stars of this film. No, no, not not, a, not an offensive word. Cruising. Oh no, I see what you thought. Al Pacino is uh, in this film. Al Pacino. As Steve Burns, a cop. He's playing a cop in this. Yeah, Weird. that's right. We Never saw him as uh, Michael Corleone in The Godfather. We saw him as mm-hmm. Vincent Hanna in Heat. Uh oh! This is now the greatest honor of his long and storied career. He has made it to the baby old and blow triple crown right now. Yeah, good for him. He did it, man. Uh, Don Scardino is in this film as uh, Ted Bailey. Yep, Pacino's new neighbor, who's a wannabe playwright. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know this guy from being Dr. Chris on the show Another World, I bet? Mm, uh, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he did one. some directing on episodes of that, too, and went on to be a pretty That's prominent pretty... TV director, as it turns out, mm-hmm. more so than an actor. Mm-hmm. Well, look at this lineup of things he's done multiple episodes for. Which one was Another World? I don't know. Sure. Cosby. Oh! You know Cosby. Yeah. Not the Cosby show. No, 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 no. It was on Friday nights. You ever heard of something called Law and Order? Not familiar. Yeah, he will. He yeah. apparently worked. Thirty Rock. I yes. Know. Have you seen all the Thirty Rock? No. Oh, 
A favorite, Some of them. favorite of mine that I uh, yeah. used to watch late night on TBS after I'd get home from the bars. Two broke girls. You did I'd probably like that. accidentally seen every episode of that. And when I saw he directed, I thought of you. Oh wow! I was like, right. oh, you like that show? Yeah, it's just like Cat Dennings' huge Ooh. boobies mostly. You like that part? Yeah, that's a good part. Uh, uh oh. Maybe you're thinking this guy hasn't got any work in in a long time. No, he's directing episodes of the Murphy Brown reboot. How about that? I think that's over, dude. Already. Oh, yeah. Well, I, so I, I hope he can get some more work now that Trump Trump Omicron is uh, ravaging just, the world. Just what it is, as it turns out. Is he a Decepticon or is he a uh, other con? Here, Starscream, no, Autobot. Movie. Paul Sorvino is in this movie. Starscream. This guy he's a you'll recognize as Captain Edelson. Yeah. He's the captain of the police force. Is, he is. is what's going on here. Uh, you'll recognize him from being Colonel Spears in Larry Cohen's masterpiece horror satire, The Stuff. Mm. It's a good one. Uh, he was Paul Cicero in the wildly overrated Goodfellas. I'm sorry? Is, what? Uh, everybody's college roommate's favorite movie of all time. We called him Paul Cicero because his name was Paul and he was born in Cicero. Yeah, that's what that movie's like. Yeah. Uh, also, he had a pretty strong early 90s when he was like back-to-back Eddie Valentine in The Fucking Rocketeer. Yeah. And also Lips Manless and Dick Tracy. Like, yeah. When comic book movies were good oh, back in the man. day. You know Who saying? else can you name from the Dick Tracy movie? Al Pacino! Yeah. He's in there. That's big boy Caprice. That's right. A guy we've talked about before, James Remar is in this film Mm. as Gregory, uh, Ted the Neighbor's dancer boyfriend. That's right. We saw this guy as Ajax in The Warriors. We saw him Uh, as Gans in 48 Hours. He's a Triple Crown winner. Congratulations. He's also... Made uh, it in the same class as uh, fucking Pacino. Keith Bolt in Season 7, Episode 14 of Walker, Texas Ranger, The Principal. Oh. Where a high school principal reaches out to Walker when his school becomes overrun with drugs. It appears to be an inside job, though, Matt, as the students always know when there's going to be a raid. When the principal finds the leader, he is killed. Well, wow, spoiler alert. That principal gets killed? Yeah, Does he play the principal? I think maybe the leader gets killed, or maybe the principal gets mm. killed. You're right. Uh, pronouns there. It's not, uh, yeah, it's God not, damn, it's not clear, so maybe we can still watch it. Yeah. Also, James Remar played Mark Lee Page in Season 6, Episode 22 of Nash Bridges. Ooh, the series yeah. finale Whoa. Fair game. Whoa. This is where Nash and company tracked down a serial killer, uh, more serial killer stuff, who picks people up in a cab. Wow. Rachel reveals the truth about what she's been up to at the SIU. Huh. And Cassidy debates whether she wants to be a cop anymore. Hmm. Do you think they touch on any of these subjects in the new Nash, uh, Nash Bridges movie? I would hope so, because it says, though not officially advertised as the time of airing, this was the series finale. So yeah. they, they had some loose threads they needed to tie yeah, up there. I think so. Out. Yeah. A mm-hmm. little bit. Should be interesting. Karen Allen is in this film, kind of, as uh, uh-huh. Nancy, uh-huh. Uh, Pacino's pain-in-the-ass girlfriend, who's always like, what's the matter? Why are you going crazy all the time? Why do you seem like a complete psychopath? Chicks, yeah. man. How come you only haunt my ass? That's right. We saw her as Marion Ravenwood in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, that's her, yeah. Role. We, we remember her fondly as Jenny, the girl who fucks an alien in Starman. Yeah, like the fondly that. her. Also, uh, she played that milf in the Sandlot, who was, you know, just 
kind of neglecting the parenting of that little boy who was the main character. Yeah, he's also got that uh, Down syndrome thing where he doesn't uh, talk good, you know? 18 hours a day with no supervision. Yeah, he's got that thing. Is she the one that was banging Dennis Leary? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. He was was in charge of that that house right there. Balls deep in Karen Allen. some weird, uh, dominant, submissive stuff going on in that bedroom was the vibes I always got when I was watching that movie. Dennis Leary's in The Ref. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He ties up uh, Kevin Spacey in that movie. Finally, yeah. Kevin Spacey had the roles reversed on him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, now. Richard Cox is in this movie, Matt, as Stuart Richards, a schizophrenic gay man who may also be a serial killer, question Could mark? Well, I don't know. It's possible. Uh, he was Randy in season two, episode 21 of Magnum P.I. Randy. The Big Blow. How's that Where one? a hurricane is hitting Hawaii on the night of Robin Master's spring equinox party. Oh. That's, that sounds harrowing right there. They lose power? Probably. Fucking they're on an island. I mean, Also, he played Mr. Handy in season nine, episode 12 of Jag, Ooh. a girl's best friend. Where the stone and mare this engagement ring leads to an underworld industry, an inside man at the Naval Research Lab, an arrest, That's... a conviction, and more investigations. That's not all that happens in that, though. Harm also takes custody of Maddie, and the Admiral makes a what? shattering discovery. Wow. All in one episode of fucking Jag right there, so check that out. You Season think nine, uh, 12. the director threw him a bone and cast him in this one because he liked him in Cruising? Hence his name being Mr. Handy yeah, in the show definitely Jag. Been, definitely could have been what was going on there. There's a lot of plays on words. Handy. Pretty pretty funny to Jag. Yeah. <clears throat> Joe Spinell is in this oh, sorry, film, Matt. Ahead, uh, Frank Zito? He plays a homophobic yet a man-raping uh, patrolman named DeSimone or something like that. It's uh, it doesn't matter. Something very Italian, yeah. Yes, he's Frank Zito, the maniac in disgusting serial killer for classic maniac. One of the sleazy best. Uh, he was also Gazzo and Rocky. Uh, fucking that's, Rocky. Maybe you heard of it. That's, uh, that's about bullying. We saw him as Hanson very early in this podcast when we talked about Rapid Fire. And as mm. Will Cece in The Godfather, small role, but he's in there. Boom, technically a triple crown winner right we'll here, it. Joe Spinell. We'll fucking take it, bro. Uh... He's more predominantly featured in that Godfather 2, is my understanding. Uh, yeah, I think that's the case, yeah. if I remember correctly. Though I have not revisited the second one. And he's in one The Goodfellas entirely. as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Character actor everybody recognizes but might not know the name of. Mike Starr is in this film. Yeah, Patrolman buddy. Patrolman Desher. Uh, How they know about my old Joe Spinell's meathead partner, who's also all about raping queens out on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, fucking, he was the barkeep we saw in Blown Away. Yep. He was Rock in The Last Dragon when we watched that. That's fair. He played the superintendent in Blue Steel when we watched that. Mm. And he was the shaggy man in Free Jack. He is a Hall of Famer. This is like, what, five times we fucking talked about this guy now? At least. And, of course, he was Officer Hill on season six, episode 13 of Home Improvement. The flirting game, Ooh. where a door-to-door sales lady flirts with Tim, after which he buys a case of her household cleaner. That's not all. Jill then avoids a speeding ticket by flirting with the policeman, played by Mark Starr. This brings on humorous discussions on the issue of flirting. Is it right or wrong? Jill struggles with flirting in order to get a job, but eventually she does the right thing. Probably at the uh, advice of Wilson, I would imagine. I just like that... Mistaken. 
Mike Starr is the cop that Jill hits on mm-hmm. because like they had to get somebody ruggedly ugly. Yeah. That we would believe would, would like fall it's for kind of role. This guy's always playing Jill. Yeah, Jill had uh, like, probably ugh. more like uh, mid nineties housewife yeah. energy than like anybody I've ever encountered. Just like if, sexless mid nineties yeah. housewife. That was if, that was a look. If Jill Taylor made the the come on at me, mm-hmm. I'd probably be like, step out of the car, ma'am, yeah. and then I'd just police brutalize. Brutalize Nancy her? Kerrigan, that knee, right, pretty so much, she can't, yeah. you know, chase after you. Brutalize, brutalize, all of it, yeah. Brutality, do both of them, yeah. Uh, Gene Davis brutality. is in this film as Da Vinci, a streetwalker. I don't think anybody was named that. A hooker, Matt. Oh, that's a, a a lady of the nights. Oh, uh, he was Warren Stacy in the excellent Charles Bronson flick <clears throat> Ten to Midnight. I think it was a canon feature, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. He was the lieutenant in the awesome JCVD Dolph Lundgren two-hander Universal Soldier. Ooh. He was also Harry in season four, episode 10 of Chips, 40 Tons of Trouble, where thieves are stealing large construction equipment and also the CHP officers chip in, chip in, chip to buy a dragster. Oh. Could have been a home improvement yes, crossover yeah. if they were uh, shows in the same decade. That would people, have been nice. People do steal construction equipment couple more small roles i want to talk about just because okay. just because we love the guys okay. of course you know i gotta bring up the fact that powers booth our guy yeah, powers in this film, booth, yeah. making a brief appearance as a hanky salesman yep uh we saw him as the army guy in red dawn of course very we famously sure we saw him as cash bailey in extreme prejudice Uh-oh. very underrated walter hill movie and as mace ryan in rapid fire we've got multiple rapid fire oh man He's now got his baby oil and blow bona fides full on right here. Grand slam winner right That's now. a four. Also, Ed O'Neill is in this film as Detective Schreiber, a cop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know him, I know, from your current rewatch of Modern Family, where he I plays do. the disgusting old yeah. guy with the smoking hot young wife. Correct me. Because he's rich. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh-huh. He's the guy from Dragnet. Mm, think you're thinking of Buster Poindexter? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the hit uh, 2000s ABC television oh. show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Dragnet. Uh, let's fucking stop beating around the bush here, man. Okay. This is a Polk High School football legend. Whoa. Four touchdowns in a single game. <laughs> fucking Ed O'Neill. The guy from Dutch. That's who I know yeah, him from. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He's in Dutch. Tagline of this film here. It's a good one. Where do you I think he it. got them nudie playing cards, huh? He bought them from the uh, truck stop, I remember. That's right. Was watching it's the truck stop. Al Pacino is cruising for a killer. Oh. This was like post-Godfather, I think, so they're like full on uh, expecting Al Pacino's uh, newfound fame and respect as an yeah, actor to me. carry this whole thing. <laughs> give, that, give that a little gravitas, <laughs> you're right. You, huh? plot of this film let's get into it because it's a weird one um it's a lot going on in this movie. yeah a serial killer brutally slays and dismembers several gay men in new york's s&m and leather districts the young police officer steve burns is sent undercover onto the streets as decoy for the murderer Working almost completely isolated from his department, he has to learn and practice the complex rules and signals of this little society. Uh huh. Cruising. Yeah. It's also like a double entendre, I think, because, you know, 
cops are always cruising the boulevards too. Yeah, they are. Sometimes for different reasons or sometimes for the similar reasons, yeah. as, as we'll learn as we get into bullet points the next uh, segment of our podcast here where we dig through our notes. And boy, did I have a lot of them as I was trying to suss out everything three hours worth. in this movie right here. Yeah. Three, three hours and some change maybe worth of these things. But uh, how did you do? What was what was your first bullet point when we started watching Cruising? Uh, motherfucker, Bo finds an arm. Yeah, that's true. We open on a tugboat in the harbor, and I was like, tug, I tug, thought this toot, was a movie toot. about like gay S and M clubs. What are we doing out in the harbor on a tugboat? I was oh like, man, to myself, life on a boat gets gay. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. These guys were pretty close to shore, though. They seemed like they could probably uh, take it back in and you know see some true ladies of the nights whenever they needed to. Didn't hey. need to resort to that middle of the ocean gay stuff. Probably good question. They got like a harbor equivalent of lot lizards. Mm, yeah, down at the docks. I you would, and I need to start working the docks. I would imagine at least like in like uh, fucking like a northeastern like fishing village type places. Yeah. That's got to be a thing that goes on. I imagine like whole towns where like everybody's just a fisherman. They come in once a month and like right. all the whores are down there at the dock like ready to make their uh, monthly income. There's got to be some kind of dock job. Everybody's in just Chicago reeking still, a chum. Right. No, I, they've shut down all industry in uh, the Midwest. Have you not been alive for That's the past right. 40 years? That'd be cool if you and I could work on the docks. I would probably go work on the docks, yeah. sure. Could it be any worse than uh, what my life's looking like right now? No. Hey, get myself a nice knit hat, at least, yeah. I think, probably, Show out of that deal. Four in the morning, finish up around 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just go right to the bar There's from there. There's got to be a dock worker bar somewhere yeah. right next to that, I guarantee it. This could really be good for us. The arm they find floating is green, though. It looks like yeah. a Frankenstein arm, quite That's frankly. True. What kind of a crazy Frankenstein arm do they find floating in this water? Is one fucking gross looking. It's probably got to be some kind of uh, side effect from gay blood. Okay, so they take it to the coroner, and he's like, oh, another random body part, huh? Must be gay. It's probably uh, more random body parts from all these gay body parts yeah. you keep finding everywhere, which they just he just has a little collection of body parts i don't know how they've figured out that it's gay men dying at this point well, he's yet, like but... we did we did uh we got a strong collection of dick prints in this okay. hand he's like multiple uh, dicks. anyways uh you should probably write this up as a murder i would imagine yeah, of uh, a gay somebody man somebody died and got their arm chopped off right the cop's like <sighs> oh that's an arm man i don't gotta yeah. cause a death what'd you I, see uh, bro yeah i didn't see shit this is, this is not gonna be on the yeah. my books as a fucking murder i gotta clear the end of the year. I don't think so, man. I could have just got rid of I it. I saw the wire. I know how inconvenient this is to oh, yeah. get assigned a murder. Yeah. Corn, this guy's pissed off. He's like, you cops are lazy as fuck. Like, all you care about is your numbers. You don't You don't care about doing the job, do you? Nope. I'm like, Not okay. back then, no. Oh, maybe this is going to be like a... Uh, woke? Is this a, a woke a film? look at policing and uh, sort of the detriments of how we do it could be a thing that this this movie woke movie explores but then it it then wanders off in other directions as it tends to do we'll we'll find out Mm -hmm. Uh, next scene we get our our patrolman fucking the maniac and the gas man maniac and the cop Jill Taylor (laughs) flirts with Uh, turns out they're uh, gas man complaining about women uh-huh. Old mustache is getting cheated on. Old meatheads just like, they're all scumbags, all yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> just having a real weird, real hateful conversation. And I was like, 
Okay, they're in a very seedy neighborhood. We got urban decay vibes, some late 70s, early 80s. Like, New York is a hellscape shit. I love like that. that old saying, Loving what's Nate, going on here. Women yeah. can't live with them. Can't uh, pull them over and drag them into your patrol car and force them to blow you at gunpoint. You oh, no, no. You, you can you, with a tranny. You can't do that here because, yeah, yeah, these guys find a couple of... Drag queen ladies of the nights walking down the street, and uh, it must be a boring night because they're like, yeah, "Let's go pick up these uh, prostitutes and force them to blow us at gunpoint, yeah. bad lieutenant style." Right? S- sounds sounds good to you? Yeah, sounds good to me. So I'm like, "Wow, we are knee deep in uh, police uh, overreach and harassment here. This mm-hmm. is definitely going to be some sort of." Uh, because, you know, I, I, this movie, heard about it so many times. I know mm-hmm. it was picketed by gay people. Who yeah. Were just like, this is very problematic uh, to our community and what we're trying to do yeah. for representation. Uh, a lot of people were just like, this movie is just a goddamn crazy mess. What was right. anybody thinking? Some people are just like, this movie is a hidden masterpiece. Like, okay. I know, like, the Softy brothers like it a lot. Quentin Tarantino fucking likes it a lot. Like, people... I've heard I've heard enough good things about there this movie. A lot of feet in it. to where I want. Yeah, there was that floating green foot That's in one true. of the That's cut true. scenes that he's got a thirty-five millimeter uh, can Print of in his personal up. collection. Yeah. yeah. So like, what's going on here? What's this movie going to be about? Maybe it's going to be an incisive look into policing uh, in nineteen eighty. Back then, yeah. when people didn't really think about that, that could be interesting. Doesn't really become that, man. No. It doesn't really become that. At, at this point in my watch, though, I was thinking that it was possible. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. It was on the board still. Uh, so they're hitting, before they force uh, these drag queens to suck their penises, they're hitting them with some hilarious, like, cork soaker jokes. Yeah. Like, uh, like that SNL skit that people like so much. Hey. See that one? No. It's not funny. Oh. People people were laughing. This was like 10 years ago, too. Really? It's just like the whole skit was just them being like, ah, you cork soaker. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. Cork soaker? It. And then just like oh. quick three years after that, it would be a completely unacceptable thing to put on network television. I blame Pete It's crazy Davidson. how weird things either used to be or have gotten. To he made on comedy on comedy. Yeah. Is that guy, uh, what's that guy all about? He's a cork soaker. What's his re? What's his reoccurring characters on the SNL? I've never seen oh, a I don't second know. of him. Doing ne- I've, I've never seen him be funny. I've once. Only seen still pictures of him yeah. just looking like a homeless man, yeah. like standing next to some sort of beautiful starlet. Like, yeah. That's that's literally all I know about. I think he does heroin. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so uh, we see that this this situation is about to get real bad real quick. But we cut away, so we're not we're not exactly sure what yeah. happens here. We just know the yeah. cops are going around harassing gay prostitutes for no reason. And hey, th- there you go. That's why we're watching this movie right there, Matt. We got some some yeah. sex workers in here. It's fitting the theme for for the month. Hey, never mind those blowjobs. Uh-huh. Right across the street oh, from wow. the parking lot those cops are in. Yeah. We got ourselves a gay bar. Oh, is that why my next bullet point is you can find me in the club? I want to take you to a gay bar. A lot of fashion going on in this subterranean club right here. Not a lot of shirts. Definitely a lot of mustaches. Definitely a lot of chaps. Uh Uh, We got one guy who's in a full-on gimp outfit for sure. 
lot of leather. Couple fellas in jock straps. A lot of jock straps in this movie. What's yeah. the jock strap thing? That's huge in the gay culture. I didn't. I, yeah. I don't know about this. Explain to me what's going on yeah. with gay culture and jock straps. You do that. It's it's uh, you're signifying you're a bottom man. Seems... The peen's covered. Okay. You want no front action. So, okay. You're a back door That's what's man. Going on your back doors. Why? Yeah. I was gonna say like why not just go around naked at this point? But I get I get you now. It's yeah. signifying that you're. Doing uh, some power bottoming there right go. there, which is, uh, if you're going to be a gay person, power move. be a power bottom, right. is what I've always said. Like, commit to that shit, man. Uh, I don't want to slut shame, but... You're the best. If you're a top... Yeah, Anybody yeah, can I'm do. not into it. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I'm not yeah. Into it. You, you don't impress me much, to quote Shania, the, who I think is a gay icon. I think so. Yeah. The rhythm, the coordination, the confidence. The rhythm of the night. Right. That's why that song hits to all power <laughs> bottoms. So you drop that yeah. song in any club, and people. Well, that's true. Any club, floor, anywhere. Out on the floor. Uh, so we're just seeing like a bunch of just in general gay stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, it's just sort of like that orgy scene in Eyes Wide Shut, but like with all dudes. New York City fun boys. Mm, that's right. And one one dude rolls in all fucking confident though, and mm. we're just like, ooh, this guy must be a main character or something. Is is he our protagonist who we're meeting here? Must be because. You know, it's like the third scene of the movie, yeah. and we haven't got a protagonist yet. So this is this guy's got a. And he's handsome. Probably gonna be it. He's very handsome. He looks like a little Travolta. He definitely build a movie around. Like this. a little oh, yeah. mini Travolta. Everybody's very sweaty. He, he's glistening. He's uh, he's pretty cut up. This guy's got a got a decent build to him for sure. Uh huh. He picks up a guy whose like face we never see. And mm. He's got sort of a weird like uh voice. It sounds like yeah. he's got a voice modulator going on or something. Uh, yeah. They head off to a hotel, and I'm like, I think we're about to get a serial killing in this movie right here. I thought we were about to get Looks some... like a potential serial killing. Looked to me like some potential man sex. Well, yeah, we, we, we get some of that, I'm sure, because okay. uh, this, this guy back at the hotel is nude. He's doing inhalants. Uh-huh. He's glistening with sweat. Uh-huh. Uh, there's lots, Matt. Lots of wrestling magazines scattered all over the floor. That was a real hotel. weird cut scene because, yeah. like, the one dude was dressed at first, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it was two undressed men still wearing boots stepping on wrestling magazines. Here's the thing. I was like, is this a different scene Here's the now? thing about this movie. There's a lot of points in where this movie we? where I'm very confused with the editing and yeah. where we are. And I guess it's because Friedkin had to take this movie to the MPAA and spend like $40,000 just trying to get it under an X rating so it could be shown in theaters. And there's like 40 40 minutes minutes. yeah, cut out of this. And it, it doesn't seem like it's like a handful of big scenes. It seems like it's like... A few seconds of every scene yeah. adding up to 40 minutes, which makes a lot of this shit just very confusing and very choppy. Disjointed. You get a lot of just like six second scenes yeah. and then we're on to the next one. And you're like, well, what the yeah. fuck was that we just saw? I thought I was in a whole different scene here. I was like, is this a but different these wrestling couple? magazines no, look no. pretty interesting. Like, what did. was going on in the territory system at the time? Like, I like to know. This is 1980. Covers, yeah. NWA's making a real power play. Little bit before the whole rock and wrestling thing, where yeah. Hogan was in the WWF. So that is an interesting time. I would have liked to have gotten to read some of those magazines, probably. 80 man, uh, fucking Rhodes and mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Flair, or, yeah, or heating it up down oh, south. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, next morning, I guess, or maybe just like a couple hours later, who knows, uh, we, we see the dude whose face was obscured, the, yeah. the other guy's having sex with, and like our guy catches him looking through his stuff, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? He's, he's saying cryptic stuff like, 
oh, I'm just looking for cigarettes. Yeah. Have you never been ripped off before? And he's like, no, no, that's fine. And he's like, yeah. oh, I can't believe you're not afraid. And he pulls out a knife and starts yeah. getting all serial killery. Uh-huh. I think it's kind of weird because we pretty much see his face here. Yeah. It's just like he's got sunglasses on. Right. But they were setting it up like it was going to be like, oh, his face is obscured like a Friday the 13th part one type yeah. thing or something. But they showed him. But then they show him well, straight on. Also, they showed him straight on when he walks into the club. And uh, but then there's more scenes yeah. after this where he's once again like in the shadows and they're purposely never showing his face. Yeah. Like it's a mystery and you're like. Well, he already showed us his yeah. face. What's going on here, movie? Yeah. I, I don't know. I was, I was very confused by well, it's, the it's, whole approach. It's because it's confusing. Yeah. Either way, he's like tweaking his nipple with the edge of this very sharp-looking sure. knife. Sure. I'm like, well, this isn't great. Right. Orders him to turn over. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. You're naked and turned over. That's a pretty vulnerable I'm situation, here. Matt. Talk about being a power bottom. You're here. Not when it's a knife involved, and no thank yeah. you, I'm out. And that guy's singing yeah, that singing song. weird little like yeah. little kid songs or something. Yeah. I don't know. Did you watch that uh that documentary on HBO about Michael Jackson raping those boys? No, but I felt like I had the gist of all oh, the rapings okay. that was happening already. So I was like, I don't need to well, really see them all laid out and detailed for me like that. There's, it's a thing that I believe happened. He he used a to, lot. He used to sing a song like that to one of his oh, main boys. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Uh, Macaulay, call yeah. us, man. Anytime you need yeah. just to talk or whatever, bro, give us a call. Yeah. He was banging this like five year old from Australia that he called Little so, One. That's the like, one who Little One parents got an yeah, outrageous all, payoff. They all they in all court. Got paid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I wrote that the killer's voice kind of sounds like Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World, which makes him even creepier as he's saying this stuff. Uh, Some might say Kit from Knight Rider. I was hearing Mr. Feeney. I'm going to rape and murder kit. you, Mr. Matthews. Exactly what's going on. Mr. Yeah. Matthews is in trouble here. Also, he tie, he hog ties him real quick. I wrote, this yeah. guy's either a sailor or a boy scout, the way he knows his way around some knots. So maybe this is going to come back to that tugboat we saw at the beginning of the movie. Or he's a cowboy. Could be a cowboy. I didn't even think about it. An urban cowboy, cowboy then? Yeah. I don't know. Is this a fucking... Everybody's talking at him. Is this, is this like that Kiefer Sutherland uh, Woody from Cheers movie? Fucking, I, I don't think so. Is this like that movie where Kiefer Sutherland got drunk and attacked a Christmas tree inside of a very busy, expensive New York hotel? That sounds like an excellent film. Oh. Is, is that how Lost Boys ended? Wait. Oh no! Wait, is that a film oh. called Real Life? Oh, that's that's how Kiefer ended. That was, I'm sorry. That was Kiefer's Ed TV moment. Is yeah. what happened there. Yeah. So he gets stabbed in the bunch of back a bunch. It's a yeah. pretty brutal murder scene. Whole you lot. see a knife going in flesh, and there's blood everywhere. <laughs> it's a real horror movie moment. In mm -hmm. this thing, so mm -hmm. it seems like oh maybe this is not going to be some sort of incisive satire about policing, or maybe we're just more maybe of a slasher a, movie now. Yeah. It's gonna be like a horror type slasher movie we're going into. But then it's like I already saw Frank no, I got, Zito. I was already I'm thinking Maniac. I here. got other ideas. We're gonna go off in a couple other different yeah. directions. The yeah. movie's thinking at this point. Then yeah, um, and I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. There's still a star to this film. Oh wow, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. We'll, oh, okay. we'll see well, what's going on, because we'll, we're back in the coroner's yeah. office after this point. He's got to show up here, right? His dead body's on the slab. Uh, we learn from the coroner that it was fucked in the ass for sure. But there's a zero sperm count going on in this. All the, all the jizz they found there's up there. There's semen. Now. There's Very fluid. Curious. Very curious. There's jism fluid, but there's no, no sperms. sperms. So 
you, I don't know. Killer it's, shooting it's blanks. Another mystery. Says. Another mystery here for that I'm sure is going to pay off yeah. somehow in the future of this movie. Meanwhile, at the station, uh, oh, also Da Vinci. Our, our, you got to point out here. From earlier. You got to point out. Oh, coroner oh, also sorry. says stabbings mm-hmm. match a previous murder. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're, we're starting to get maybe nah, uh, a little bit of a theory. Killer. Something nah. going on here. Da Vinci is. Uh, turns out he's an informant to uh, right. Our, our police chief here, or whatever, and he's looking around through like pictures of some guys mm-hmm. trying to like finger anybody who might be suspiciously a uh, serial killer. More like they fingered man. him, huh? People are getting fingered here, yeah. Especially uh, all, our old friend uh, J- Spinell, fucking the maniac. Yeah, he's he's like, hey man, I'm helping you out. You got to help me out. There's yeah. these two cops who keep busting me and yeah. forcing me to blow them in their squad car, which. As far as I'm concerned, fucking uncool, dude. Yeah. Like, not a cool move. What is this, bad lieutenant? I don't need this shit happen to me all the time. Um, Servino, he's like, mm-hmm. I've been here before. I know how to handle this. Fuck you hey, say to hey, me? Get the fuck Shut out the of here. fuck up. Don't talk about those are good cops, motherfucker. You know motherfucker. what sort of paperwork I'm going to have to deal with if I find out some cops are fucking... Making people blow yeah. them at gunpoint. I Get don't out of here, you that. cork sorkin. Hit the road, you cork sorkin. Because because cops are lazy, Matt. We we've, yeah. we've learned that from the coroner. They fucking they don't want to take no. care of anything that might be under the purview of their job. They don't want to do nothing. We're 16 minutes into the movie right now. Enter Steve Burns. Fucking Al Pacino. Heard, heard, we uh, got a protagonist. 16 minutes into the uh, film. I heard that one. My name's Steve Burns. He shows up. And uh, to meet with the chief, uh, cop. the chief's like, Steve oh, uh, nice to meet you, Steve Burns. I got very nice to meet some you. questions what's for Adelson? you. What's your name? Let me ask you something. Yeah. You ever have your cock sucked by a man? I don't understand the question. You ever been porked or yes. smoke a pole? I've got a girlfriend. I don't find this is very, uh, this is very uneasy. I'll tell you question. what. These are very uneasy questions for your boss to be laying on you the, yeah. the first second you meet with him yeah. for, for fucking sure. It is. Uh, a lot of a lot of frank language going on here. Yeah. Also, I wrote down Pacino, man. You got some serious ass Seinfeld hair going on. In sure this movie, does. And I appreciate it. It's, yeah. it's a pretty good look for for a young Al Pacino. Just get that full on <laughs> yeah. Seinfeld do go. You ever had your cock sucked by a man? <laughs> Fucking this is, this is, yeah. He really lays into it Un- too. Uncomfortable scene after uncomfortable scene yeah. is going on here. We learn though yeah. that uh he's got he's got a, a gig for him. Right. He's gonna go undercover as a gay dude and try yep. to find the gay serial killer. And Al Pacino, no gun, no shield, no help. Oh, it sounds very dangerous. Uh, it sounds very inconvenient. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like months of his life. It's, yeah. Uh, also, sounds like a lot of work and uh, probably a lot of weird gay stuff you're gonna have to get into. Yep. But we learned that Al Pacino is not a lazy cop. No. He's very ambitious. He's like, holy shit, they're probably gonna bust me up to detective if I right fucking find this serial killer this is this is for my career or he's always been by curious this could this, this could really do good things for me this might just be a chance to and explore as i this was adapted from some sort of written work and yeah. as i understand it there was much more backstory to his character that like Greg he's weller or something we or sort something. of learn that he's like uh used to bully gay guys in the army oh. and he's like a. Sort of maybe like an asexual, like hermit type guy when we meet him in here. Not just a guy who's like, 
I got a girlfriend. It's that broad from Raiders. She's got a great ass. Which also just sort of, as we're, as we're going to go on and see, uh, may, maybe muddies the whole character arc mm. or what they're trying to do here. here. But uh, yes, Jerry Seinfeld hair is looking, looking good. So, so he's that. probably uh, he's probably raping guys in the army, huh? I don't, I don't know. But uh, my, next, that, my next yeah. bullet point is. It's probably what that book means. Never ask me about my work, Kay. So what's oh, going on here? Because oh. uh, we meet his girlfriend, fucking oh. Karen Allen, and he's giving yeah. her the Godfather speech, right? Yeah. He's just like, I gotta go, gotta go do some things. You can never ask me about my work. And she's like, I don't know, that sounds kind of weird. You're just gonna go yeah. away for a month and oh, I'm not okay. allowed to know anything about it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe um, we should probably break up or something. Or um, he's like, You're a civilian. I can't tell you, you stupid twist. Get out of here. Supposedly, mm-hmm. Mr. Friedkin, yeah, that's right. Only showed Billy. Karen Allen. Her parts. Mm. So She'd be she had just no as idea. confused as the character yeah. as to what the fuck was going on in all yeah. these scenes they like, shared together. Why are you leaving? Like it's what are you doing? It's a very weird dynamic they have yeah. here. They're like in bed together, but they seem like complete strangers. Right. Every time they're together, they like only speak to each other in whispers. <laughs> like, yeah. Their whole fucking relationship. Super fucking weird. Pacino this whole fucking movie. Is uneasy from Jump Street mm. to the end of this movie, That's man. Right. He sure is. He just fucking fidgety. Yeah, he's uh, not comfortable. Next scene, he's moving into his new get new digs under his new name. Whatever. I don't even. Do we ever even get like a fake name that they gave? Him yeah, John anything? Forbes. John Forbes is his new name. Hey, he meets his neighbor he's Ted now, Bailey. Uh, John Forbes. He's uh, got a new gay dude apartment, so yep. he can start his new gay dude life. Uh, the first thing he finds out is that his new apartment comes complete with a bunch of gay porno mags yeah. just stacked up in the closet. And they were like, who in the police department's job is it to like stock that stuff when you got somebody going undercover as a gay guy? But yeah. I guess as we learn, it's just been left there by a previous tenant yeah. here in a minute because yeah. he just the same thing, goes man. out to the hallway and he's throwing them away in like a loose garbage can that's out there with like no uh, no, no garbage liner in yeah, it or no anything. Kids in the building, you're like, just yeah, throwing uh, You can't just be throwing out porno, porno in a loose, uh, loose garbage can like that in a public area. No. You got to take that shit out to the woods, man. Right, that's, so kids can discover you get rid of pornography. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Luckily, neighbor Ted Bailey shows up. And he's like, he's like what are you doing? No, you got to no, take no. that shit yeah, to the no, woods. No, no. That's not how you fucking get rid of pornography. He tells him that the landlady likes you to stack it up and give it to her. And she, then takes she takes it, to it, it out to the woods. Yeah, so that for the kids. Some kids can find it and some things can awaken in them. Uh, and uh, the circle of life completes itself once again is, is what happens. How rough would that have been? Like you're a young kid and mm-hmm. you find porno out in the woods. You're like, fuck oh. yeah, we did it. Oh, it's all gay oh. magazines. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, I'm sure some fuck. kid was like, oh, this sucks. This is the greatest day of my life and takes it home in secrecy. But, you know, Were you the at person the time, who had a friend whose dad had gay pornography? No. Ah, there's somebody. No. I, I, I forget, my, forget where I got the story. My friend mm-hmm. who famously, his father famously had a lot of pornography. Yeah. Uh and and not like Playboy and Playmate, sure, but we're sure. talking like Cherry and Hawk, like yeah, yeah. the sleazy shit. This stuff I'm into. They were were robbed when we were real young, maybe like third grade. Oh, that's a shame. And uh we were in the backyard when it happened. And uh the fucking You didn't do anything? No, this we is didn't like know. your Spider Man origin story. Yeah, the burglars stopped that shit. Took off the window through the basement out the front of the house. And something happened, and they left just porn mags strewn across the mm. front lawn. So it was an inside job, it yeah. sounds like. Could have been. 
Could have been. I was uh, reading one of those vintage 1960s Playboys that I bought a box of oh, uh, yeah. last week, and uh, it was great. I think it was uh, Miss July 1964 was a, a nurse, and uh, she was she's in these She's like, uh, it's really great working in the medical field up to a point. Oh, because you know. You travel around working for a lot of different men. You can learn a lot of different things. Yeah. The only problem is uh, I'll never be able to become a doctor. So I think going forward, I'm going to try to be an interior designer. That's smart. (laughs) Just like a 1964 Playboy. Yeah. Every cartoon in that, the rape or the the joke is a woman's getting sexually assaulted. That's the joke. Yeah. She shouldn't have worn that dress. Anyway, somebody told me a story. That's I can't funny. remember how it is about how, like, a friend's dad had a bunch of porno that they knew about when they were kids. So That's like, when they weird. Had sleepovers, they'd, like, go and look through it. <laughs> like, mm. the, the kids who ever lived there, like, every once in a while they'd pull out a tape and it'd just be gay porn. And they'd be like, mm. oh, man, it's one of the lame ones God again. Damn it. <laughs> and then, like, decades later, he looked back and he realized, like, oh, he just thought it was one of the lame ones. His dad was super gay, as yeah. it turns out. Well, apparently, like, the mom didn't give a fuck if the kids could find it. Yeah, there was probably some weird shit going on. They are doing sure. stuff, I man. I don't remember who that was, though, yeah. so we got to move on, because Ted Bailey and Al Pacino decide they're going to go out to lunch together. Yeah, they're going to get a little coffee. Pacino's like, ah, I got to start getting in character. I better unbutton my shirt all the way down to yeah. the navel as we, as we go yeah. out to get some coffee. So I'm like, he's, he's learning quick. This guy's a quick study. He's here. like, I need to let this guy know I'm on the level, mm-hmm. and immediately shakes yeah. his penis instead of his hand. Ted, Ted Bailey, no, this is a very cordial, on-the-level uh, meeting between these two. Ted mm. Bailey is a wannabe playwright, as it turns out. He is. And he's a super boring guy mm-hmm. who only talks about how he wants to be a playwright. Yeah. It's not really working out. Yeah. It's, it's literally yeah. all he talks about through this uh, entire fucking uh, movie. Except he also right. was just like, oh, also, um, I remember the cops didn't really care about it, but somebody who was a professor at columbia got cut up as well mm-hmm. months ago and sounds like it could have been part of this too maybe that's new information a cop would like to have if he yeah. happened to be undercover in this community and uh was working this case but it just casually came up in conversation at lunch instead i'm just talking to this uh little gay jewy italian man pacino goes clubbing oh Sorry, yeah next yeah. Uh, next scene steve is out we're going to the Ramrod. Yeah. Uh, lots of lots of guys dressed in those little leather motorcycle hat things yeah. that I've only seen in the context of gay men wearing them mm-hmm. when they're dressing up like motorcycle guys. Mm-hmm. Is this a real hat that was like ever worn by real motorcycle guys or are these things specifically yeah. exist? Yeah. No. For gay guys to dress up in. No, there's part pictures of like, a of like uh, Elvis Presley. Okay, and fucking, I was wondering uh, this. Dean, uh, what's his face? James Dean. I've literally only James seen Dean them in like uh, the one scene from every Police Academy yeah. movie where they go to the gay bar. It's, or like anything parodying uh, the village people. I want to say it's 50s biker okay, culture. 50s biker stuff is what we're getting. A whole lot of dress up <sighs> as in these clubs right here. So. Yep. That's a, I mean, yeah, I got a lot of questions you, mm-hmm. you, we need help out with. I didn't, I, I didn't t- understand the jockstrap thing. I, I didn't know if these hats were real. I told you, they sell those hats at mm-hmm. that shop over around uh, over there, somewhere in Lakeview. Yeah, yeah we'll, sure. we can go get those Absolutely. hats. We'll get Maybe those. They, they got like cowboy boots there too. Maybe. I bet. Yeah. 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 They like to have a nice pair of cowboy boots be finally. Be good. I'm in my 40s now. I should have a pair of yeah. cowboy boots. I see you're wearing dungarees. You got chaps for those? Uh, not yet. <sighs> Powers booth sighting. Yeah. 
Fucking, so he pokes around in the club. He's like, all right, I see what's going on in the ramrod. Let uh-huh. me see what's going on in this little shop next to the ramrod. What are all these hankies hanging up here? Yeah, why well, you got all them different colored handkerchiefs? Powers, Powers Booth, Booth is like, oh, I'm young Powers Booth. I think this is maybe like my first credited role in a film or something. Probably, uh, Let maybe. me spend 10 seconds telling you. You put the fucking green one in your pocket if you're this or that. Yeah. And you, you put the yellow one. Which, this is the one Pacino picks. I'm like, wow, Pacino, you're going straight yeah. to the water sports one? Right. He's like, put it in your left pocket if you want to pee on somebody. Put it in your right pocket if you want to get peed on. Easy enough. For sure. Yeah. We're about to hear what the red one was, which I was very interested yeah. in, because it was at the very top, and it things was. were getting more extreme, but then Pacino's like, okay, I get it. I'm out of here, buddy. I'll see you later. I was like, huh. Huh. Would have liked to have known what that booth? red one was yeah, about. It would have been good to find out. Probably email Powers Booth or something. Yeah. Like find out about that. Yeah. Next. Did we, did, next Whoa, we that? didn't really uh, the color coded game. Uh huh. We ever really wasn't going around when we were like in high school. Like they did the bracelet no. thing later. Oh, I the think sex just bracelets. After us, yeah. Oh, that was definitely after my time. Like this that, equivalent that to this. Thing. Every once in a while, you get this like, oh, this means this. This is gonna be a thing. Yeah, I remember like hearing like gay guys have bandana codes, but it was like a thing from the past. It was not like a thing yeah. that still existed as yeah. people were talking about it. Kind of like, uh, as I was reading one of the old Playboys I had from the uh, late 60s, mm-hmm. I heard an interesting little blurb when they're like news blurbs. They're like, mm. little kids are playing a brand new game called TV Tag. Where what? in order to not get tagged, you have to yell out the name of whatever first TV show you can think of. And I was like, holy shit, unlocking memories. I remember TV Tag. That was the dumbest game ever. Uh-huh. Turns out it was like the early 70s when uh, uh-huh. that, the TV Tag was invented as a thing by little kids. I could go all day. You'd never get me. Lots of stuff about streaking in that early 70s oh. ones, too. Suddenly, uh-huh. streaking was a big thing. In the nice. Future. I'm learning a lot. For streaking should flavors. come back. Kids don't do it streaking anymore. Streaking is fun. So uh, next night, he's going out again, but he's putting on a little eye makeup this mm. time. And I'm like, he's mm-hmm. figuring things out. He's, he's, he's progressing. Mm. I think he's going to be able to mm. crack this case. So he goes to another club. Everybody's sweaty like they're Danny Glover in Predator 2. Yeah. Pacino's wearing the yellow hanky, and I, I was he just is. like, what the fuck, Pacino, right to water sports? Yeah. And another guy who's got the yellow hanky is just like, hey, man, you like getting fucking pissed on? Pacino's like, nah, bro, I yeah. just like watching. So he tells him, if you like to watch... Take that hanky out of your pocket, asshole. I was like, good point. He's yeah. not fitting in. He's going to blow his cover here. He's, yeah. he's got to go deep cover. You like can't. that movie Deep Cover we talked about. Oh, Deep Cover with L. Cool. We don't have enough time to like uh, deal with him going deep cover, though. So you got to have a montage. We get a sweet montage. got to have a montage. He's getting deeper in the scene. He's lifting weights. He's going yeah. to like seedier looking ripped. clubs. He's, start, he's getting felt up on every once in a while. He I'm is. getting used to that. He's out cruising the park eventually. Yeah. He's like looking for the real weirdos who just do the shit in the bushes. Yeah. Uh, at Fucking. one point... Joe Spinell rolls yeah, by in Frank the Yeah, Frank Zito tries to Gives scam him a look, him. and he gives him a look. And I was wondering, what's going on in this scene? Yeah. I was like, is Spinell looking at him just like, I want to fuck this guy? Or is he looking at him like, I recognize that guy as a cop. Does he recognize me as a cop? And I think that's one of the elements we're supposed to be playing on uh-huh. here. Whereas, as much as these guys are getting into this gay community, mm-hmm. uh, obviously Pacino's undercover, sure. Frank Zito, not so much. But he's Zito's, on the down low. Yeah. He's not undercover. There you go. 
He's so he's still got that paranoia, that looking over his shoulder, doesn't trust Absolutely. nobody. Somebody's gonna out him, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, he's got the huh, huh. another huh. little little like uh, you planting a seed in this uh, yeah. movie for something that never sprouts into a plant yeah. later on because oh, it's fucking Johnny Appleseed. This movie, it's just planting new seeds over and over again, and then I think it's just it's giving you it's seed everywhere. Is what's it, happening? Well, I think it's just giving you a peek into people's psyches here, yeah, pal. Little you know? little vignettes. Uh, so after all this montage shit going on, right. he uh, has a meeting with the captain. Yeah. So we're at like a a non-gay bar. We're shooting some pool. He's like, uh, "Here's here's all the info, man. I got maybe some some people I'm recognizing. Tommy the Joker Mancusi owns four or five of these gay clubs. We need to look into him." Yeah. Chief's like, "You don't know who Tommy the Joker is?" He's like, "No." Nah. Nah, He's like, "Never heard of him, boss." Well, I I can't look into Tommy the Joker Mancusi. Is ridiculous and. And also, I can't tell you why I can't look into him. Yeah. And also, that's another mystery we're introducing into the film that doesn't really yeah. play out in any no. way later on do you know, whatsoever. Do you know? Do you, do you find another out? Dead end. Did you find out what the meaning was to that one? Mm, no, absolutely not. Turns out all the gay clubs in New York back then were owned by like the mob family, owned, like, right. weren't they? Yeah. yeah. So. And Friedkin was friends with uh, one of them who let him film in a couple of the clubs. And he was like, mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want. Just don't yeah. talk shit about my business. Yeah. I know the, Not the gay business. The ram real business. in particular after uh, and the being, manhole. Yeah, being shown in this yeah. film. Like some psycho went in there yeah. with like a assault rifle and blew a bunch of people away. Like, yeah. Not necessarily, they say uh, any press is good press. Maybe not necessarily in 1980 when you're no. showing off psychos, specific locations where they yeah. can go murder gay people. Yeah. They, they could have maybe came up with some fake clubs. I don't know. Well, what, what do you think, Friedkin? Uh oh, our killer is back, is what I wrote next. Uh, yeah. We got a guy showing up. He's got a face like a boardwalk caricature. He's a walk in the park. Looks a little Gene Simmons y. Yeah. Uh, he, he gets picked up. We're going to go out to the bushes to do whatever happens out in the bushes. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. They didn't have any bandanas in their pockets, so I wasn't sure exactly what was going to happen out there. Right. It's very dark. We hear some mongoloid heavy breathing over the yep. soundtrack. It's just getting tenser and tenser. <sighs> He's like, hey, where'd you go, man? I thought we were going to come out of the bushes and do some some gay stuff out here. I was really looking forward yeah. to it. It sounded like a nice little evening. Oh, God, I'm getting stabbed a bunch with a knife in my back, and there's more weird singing of Michael Jackson songs. Yeah, that's right. This is definitely our killer from earlier in the movie is what I'm saying. These, these are all linking up. Well, did, murders. You, did you notice anything in this one? Uh, I noticed that it was too dark for me to see what was happening. <laughs> the guy who played the killer in the first scene. Yeah, that's right. He's playing the victim in this yeah, scene. That's why I was so confused yeah. as to what was happening. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we're in the dark. Am I spun around? The same like, voice, though. Yeah. Who's who's killing who here is uh, yeah. another scene where I absolutely did not understand what was happening. And then it's I dizzying. Guess it's, it's the movie being like. That wasn't the killer. Or it's was a it? Different killer. Are you seeing what you saw? Uh, We're the killer. Yeah. The killer was inside of us all, as it turns out. And and, and then yeah. he killed us. See what I did there? Huh? Huh? Um. Good. So yeah, we got another body. We got more backstabbings. Next scene, Pacino is just really giving it to Karen Allen. Yeah. Just like oh! she's all up in that coos. Take it, Karen Allen. Noises. And she's got a look on her face where you can tell she's like. 
he's never really gave it to me all hard yeah. like this. This is yeah. this has not been our mo up to this point in no. our weird relationship where we seem to be complete strangers with each other. Yeah. He's got a lot of pent up sexual energy all of a sudden. He said know. some weird things know. about his estranged relationship with his father in that yeah. first scene. Is that what this is? Next morning, uh. They're all like just whisper talking to each other again while like wearing robes. And it's like, he's like, I don't want to lose you. And she's like, you're never going to lose me. And like, you're just alone in your apartment. You could talk at a conversation level. Who who are these weirdos? And what is their, what is their dynamic? I am not getting it. Um, They're just working through. Karen Allen still has had like two lines and has zero character. (laughs) Like we, we have no idea who this woman is, what she does, uh, why she's with Al Pacino. If she even knows he's a cop, or I don't know, even fucking know. But damn it, if she isn't fun to look at. Oh yeah, she's a delightful young lady. Yeah. Uh, back with Ted Bailey. Uh, Ted Bailey's bitching about his boyfriend Gregory. Oh, Greg. Gregory's not so invested in his playwriting as it turns out. Making him get a job. Give it up and like go on vacation with him over summer or something. And he's like, I really want you to support my writing career. And uh, I wrote, I'm already so sick of hearing about this guy's dumb dreams to be a playwright. Yeah. And also, this scene seems to have accomplished nothing because mm. it's over and it pushed the plot forward absolutely no way. Well. It told us no more about anyone's characters. Didn't it? It, it didn't. No, no. Ted got a little mad at Greg. He's grown to That's resent right. yeah. Greg. The, the relationship enough, is not going great. Enough to kill I'm not so sure about that. That seems like uh, seeds everywhere. Jumping to conclusions right here. Seed is everywhere. Just because you have a disagreement with a significant other doesn't mean you're going to brutally murder them. Doesn't it? Um, it's cop night at the club. Oh, okay. Next time, Pacino's trolling the clubs again, and he rolls into one where there's a theme night. Everybody's dressed as cops. And uh, he didn't get the the note there, so I wrote, "Oh, I guess dressing like a cop is an actual." Uh, yeah. Gay club thing. It's right. not just a cartoony thing that the village people did. Um, interesting to know. We see a guy getting fingered in the butt, mm-hmm. like just full on, which mm-hmm. was, it'd be pretty fucking out there for a mainstream movie right now, let alone in 1980. So I'm, yeah. I'm picturing like just uh, people's jaws fucking dropped right here when we're seeing this shit. Is this when that dude gets full on fisted? Or no, is that no, like, no, that's oh, okay. a scene later. Uh, oh, okay. There's, there's, there's just some nipple mm, pinchings okay. and tweakings and some whippings going on here. Pacino is just starting to give like a thousand yeah. yard stare and just... Uh, you have nowhere to look. He gets fingered as being a creep right away by a yeah. guy who's like, I guess the shirtless bouncer or whatever, because he's like, uh, hey, dude, like, the, you're not matching the vibe in here. Like, we got this whole dressing as cops and fingering each other's buttholes thing yeah. going on. Like, you got to get the fuck out of here, man. I'm like, you're going to blow your cover, man. Fucking, you know what he don't says blow to him? it. Don't blow it. What's you know he, he say says, to him? He says, you wanted to be a cop. You had your chance. <laughs> you blew it. There you go. Oh, that would have been if De Niro was in this movie. Oh, my mistake. It didn't, didn't work out that well. But he is getting, like, uh, stared down by some uh, little twink uh, up against the wall. They're, yeah. they're locking eyes over and over again. Yeah. So, uh. This guy follows Pacino out and into a back alley, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, what's going on, man? Like, uh, we can do some gay stuff or whatever." Or what? And Pacino's like, "Yeah, not tonight," and walks away. And I'm like, "Okay, there's another little interaction that doesn't go anywhere. This nope. movie seems to be going fucking nowhere. Starting to worry that the plot's not going to move forward. We're going anytime soon. We're going somewhere though." Uh, where are we going? Back to Karen Allen's place. Uh, is this the PTSD blowjob scene? Yep. 
This is where De Niro or Pacino thinks about dudes while Karen yeah. gives him sloppy toppy. She's, she's she's down low. We don't see her. All we see is his face, and we hear like sounds from the club over yeah. the soundtrack. Like this is just what's running through his head. Is uh, just down there getting some dome, as the kids call it. I think Are they getting that brain. That? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's looking at all those hairy butts, I guess, is starting to, uh, get to this guy. Put the old Zappo on his head, it seems like. Yeah, no waxed asses anywhere in this no, film. No, Oh, oh, Lord, no. It's all man hair. Yeah. Uh, who's this dude, is, is another thing I wrote, oh. uh, soon. Because oh. uh, suddenly we're following around some bearded rich dude from, like, Manhattan. Oh, yeah, I said, uh, to, uh, some gay hoi like polloi enters a, the picture. A jerk-off booth, like, yeah. out of nowhere, and yeah. I'm like, you can't just... Cut to a scene of a new character who yeah. hasn't been introduced to us at all, at all and act like we know who he is and he's had an introduction in the movie. That's not how movies work. That's how they introduce him. They're like, he's some big time producer or something. So uh, He makes movies. Yeah, he goes to jerk off booth. Uh, I wrote, people in these clubs are, seem to be having no fun. Other this than the is... ones who are like actively engaged in some sort yeah. of sexual act. Because everybody's just like leaning against a wall, like, glaring at each other yeah. all mean. Like, nobody's saying anything. Yeah. I'm like, there's no, like, uh, just people doing shots or, like, dancing. You're it's either just, like, butt-fucking or just, insecurities. like, staring at people from the shadows. You're That's the only thing some, going on. Or you're judging everybody else as to why you're not getting some. I've been some. in some gay bars before in my right. day, and there was just a lot of uh, dancing and shots going yeah, on is no, what no. was happening. It was, it was nothing like the, the place. Difference in, between gay movies. bar and sex club. Yeah, I guess That's so. what you're living yeah. in here now, so. Nate. It's a different world. Whole Darker, different world. <laughs> seedier. Thankfully, I don't okay. know how to get into any of those clubs. I don't think because I think I'd be uncomfortable, quite frankly, and any of these sick of. You'd so, be a real. Uh, you'd be a real Steve Burns. He goes in the jerk off booth and puts yeah. the coin in, and the little things slides up, and the little porno video starts up, and uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I understand what's going on here, and except that once he's he's not he's he's alone. He's not alone. Somebody's with him. Yeah, somebody holds his hand, and then they're. Sort of start maybe making out a little bit. I don't know. It's once again very dark. It's uh, once again another scene where purposely it's another murder scene. Spoiler alert where we're not being shown the killer's face again, even though we were already shown the killer's face. Right. In the first time he showed up, which makes it very confusing. (laughs) But either way, this guy gets murdered. He does. Jerk off booth, and there's yeah. blood everywhere. And then we see the killer take a bloody coin and stick it in the little slot thing again, which yeah. becomes a plot point later that actually does lead to uh, to the plot being advanced, as, as it turns out, for, for maybe the first time. I think. Oh, that part I didn't catch yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So. Good for you. Yeah, I uh, I connect keeps, all the other. He threads. keeps saying too, "You made me do that. Yeah, you, you made yeah, me do that." True. He says it to all these guys. He, he said, said it to the first killer. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Keeps saying this. Uh, Ted and Greg are arguing next scene. Pacino comes home. He's mm-hmm. had a rough day, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Ted and Greg are just screaming upstairs. Mm-hmm. Pacino tries to put the TV on and watch some, but he can't hear anything going on because they're just screaming so loud. These guys are at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. Probably about Ted's career as a as a maybe a playwright, I would assume, is the only thing we know about him. It's the only thing he talks about. That's fair. He's one of the most boring characters in a movie yeah. ever. So Pacino's like, uh, I'm going to head out. 
and I wrote, all of these scenes are like six seconds long. Yeah. We just keep getting six second scenes one after another. This is not how Ted, you pace a, mil- a movie. Ted Bailey, his character reminds me of the landlord from Big Lebowski, who's like, I've got that. Hey, dude. Yeah. Like, got my dance like, quintet. He's like a cycle. It's a more fleshed out version of that character, but you're like, no, oh, I wish I didn't know. No, more. the landlord from the Big Lebowski is far more fleshed out. Yeah, that's fair. He's letting this guy slide on the rent every month. He's yeah. a little bit of a pushover, but you know, the dude does show up to his thing, so maybe he's he his only real friend. That. Like, yeah. there's much more in that relationship That's I'm fair. getting than, than yeah. I'm getting from these guys in this fucking. Movie. All right, a less interesting, far less interesting. There you go. Uh, Chief's getting in trouble. Next scene, he's being told by the higher ups, like, "We got the Democratic convention coming up soon. I can't be having all these headlines about a serial killer. Yeah, you got to fucking." Catch somebody at least and tell the fucking press that was a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Solve this case, quote unquote. Or you're getting fucking shit canned, bro. Yeah, I don't know how else to, to say it. It's the Democratic National Convention, bro. Come on, bro. You know the gays vote for the libtards. Absolutely. Which This is 1980. Reaganomics, baby. Good, good, good thing we've got more choices than just one or the other now that uh, we've advanced so many decades. Yeah. Things, things were probably so pretty much bleak back change there. in the world. 1980s, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, no way it's the same party cast as back then. Uh, some jamokes come in after this. Oh, no, what like, happened? Uh, hey, we found a bloody coin in the jerk-off booth, and uh, the blood is of our victim, but oh. the fingerprint on it is not of our victim. Oh. Looks like we got the killer's fucking fingerprint, dude. We got a lead. As it they found out. the blood. That's right. Okay, that's this part here. All right, I got you. I got you. Uh, okay, here's. I think we're at the now, fisting yeah. club now. Pacino's clubbing again. He's out again. And there's a big crowd here. I see a construction worker and a cowboy, and I'm yeah. like, we've almost hit full village people. There just has yeah. not been an Indian in this movie so far. We've almost fucking hit them all. Yeah. And we're panning across once again, eyes wide shut style, just like background orgy stuff happening until we find the most interesting thing happening mm-hmm. in the room that we're going to mm-hmm. focus on for a little bit, which is yeah. just a guy with an industrial can of grease greasing up his entire arm. Yep. <laughs> He's about to do some fisting. Yes, he is. And we kind of watch it happen. We don't right. see the insertion shot, but we watch the guy Everything get else fisted. is pretty much yeah, shown. Yeah, it's a pretty extreme thing to put yeah. in a movie that's not a porno, I'd no. say, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Real, real fucking extreme thing. Like, uh, I'm a desensitized, pervert shell of a human being. Yeah, you are. And so, like, it's 2022. Mm-hmm. There's not much you could show me or tell me no, about that. I'd be trying. like, that's disgusting. I keep trying. But, like, I can only imagine, like, 1980s mainstream viewing people yeah. being like, mm-hmm. yeah, fuck yeah, it's the it's my guy from fucking Godfather. We gotta go see this movie. Also, you and know then they're just how bad introduced to the it. dive bars we go in smell already when there right. isn't wide open butthole in right. every corner it of the might place. Be an improvement. Like, eh, maybe a good Could point. Be, maybe yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah there's, I was thinking about the smell a lot as we were in these these clubs yeah. right here. Uh, we see the the pretty boy from the alley again here. Yeah, Pacino asks the bartender who he seems to have made friends with, like, "Who's that guy?" And he's that's like, "Skip Lee." That's fucking Skip Lee, man. Uh, turns out he's a fucking asshole and a scumbag. So mm-hmm. fucking stay away from him. Trust me, I've heard some stories. He's yeah. kind of an abusive piece of shit, as it turns out. Which is great because if you drink enough mm-hmm. at any establishment, like, yeah. there's a Skip Lee in every town. Oh, one hundred percent. We'd, Several in the bar I frequent. We'd talk to the gay fellows that we knew around town, and they'd be like, oh, that guy, like, 
He's a real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like he's mm-hmm. always looking for blowjobs. He doesn't want people to know he's gay, yeah. but he is, and he's an asshole. His parents have money. He's a Skip Lee. He's a Skip Lee. Yeah. Uh, at this point, it took me a little bit to uh, put together that this was the same guy from the alley earlier because yeah. we just keep seeing medium build white guys with dark hair over right. and over again, and I keep being like, "Is this a new character? Is this somebody who's been introduced before? Which one's Pacino? <laughs> Which one is Pacino?" They're all wearing the same tank top. I'm very confused here. Wait, that's Dustin Hoffman. No, wait, that is Pacino. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's the guy from the alley area. It, is. it, was, it uh, is. This is the most important scene in the movie right oh, here, though. clearly. Because guy comes up, starts hitting on Pacino. Pacino's kind of like <sighs> trying to ride that line of like yeah. acting gay enough where people trust me, yeah. but not actually doing any gay stuff. And he's, he's like... like you're getting drug out onto the dance floor, brother. Like, come on, we're gonna bust some moves. Also, here's a rag of ether. Why don't you take some fucking hits off this rag of I'm, ether? I'm, right here? I'm trying to do my job. I'm trying to track down this skip leaf. Okay, maybe a couple. We get a, a scene of, where Al Pacino uh, dances. Uh, 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 and other uh, than the Dunkachino scene Dunkachino. in Jack and Jill, might be the only other scene I can think of where Pacino dances. And oh boy, this guy's doing some crazy jerking of his limbs around. Man. And we're getting some cool camera effects where like his vision's all yeah. blurred. We're seeing things yeah. like he's fucking getting hit up by the fucking, he's probably doing some poppers and shit, like, like starting to get all that rush to his head from that ether. If those gay dudes were ever like, man, let's find out if this guy's a cop mm-hmm. and like not really gay. Yeah. Here's your sign. This scene is fucking amazing. Yeah. Sweat's flying. He's making all sorts of faces. He is. Fistings are happening in the background. This should be like a gif that people are passing around on the internet like all the time. I, this Pacino dancing scene. Like, it, Were you aware of this scene? Uh, no, no. This one That's what hit I me like a freight train. Man. I was like, this is great. Wait, this is probably the greatest thing I've seen in my life. I'm not going to act like I've seen every movie in the world, mm-hmm, yeah. but I will argue I've seen a lot more movies than a lot sure. of people oh, yeah, have. Sure, Most people were like, oh yeah, I'm really into movies. Yeah. You know what? I like movies. Yeah. Uh, have you seen uh, the movies from the last six months? Because right. that's all I've seen. Right. That's like, most people. You and I are the kind of people, we talk to other people and they're like, eh, they know a lot about movies. I've even seen a lot of William Friedkin movies. Exactly. I didn't know this Al Pacino How dancing scene do existed. we not know this scene exists? Like, Wish this was in my life people talk since about, I was a kid. People talk about the fucking JCVD dancing scene all the time. Oh, that's you know? a great like, little scene too. Why aren't people like, hey, remember when Pacino was a fucking leather daddy and like it just was crazy. fucking huffing ether and dancing at a gay club? <laughs> So uh, after after this awesome dancing scene, Pacino's doing another yeah. info dump with a cop. Yeah. And he's like, uh, turns out Skip Lee's a dude who's a piece of shit, and he's following people around. Uh, maybe you need to look into him. And I wrote, why isn't he telling this to the chief? Yeah. Suddenly he's telling this to this mustached, low-rent Warren Oates maybe-looking guy. Right. Who, once again, is a character who hasn't been introduced to us in this movie. No. You can't just... Have a character suddenly show up without introducing him and act like he's a fucking character we know. Why does this movie keep doing it? He's a real life cop. Okay. Uh, he's the cop that helped uh, Friedkin with the French connection. Wow. And who's. Gene Hackman's character is loosely based off. Of. I gotta read like a comic book tie-in to understand all this backstory. Is that what's going on back here in Friedkin's 1980? got a whole lot of weird. <laughs> 
history going into this movie here. So a uh, cop with no name is going to go investigate Skip Lee. He's uh goes he talks to uh fucking Devander Banhart or whatever that hooker from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that was a character in this movie, the the hooker informant yeah. going on, the uh Jimmy Walker of this film." Uh he's like, "Yeah, I know Skip Lee. Everybody knows Skip Lee. He works at a fucking steakhouse." Also, I heard some people were there at the last murder, and they heard some weird nursery rhymes being sung that night. And yeah. That's not something that generally goes on in gay clubs, so I don't know. Maybe bing weird nursery rhymes and see if that leads you to your killer or something. I don't know how that's going to work. Cops are like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Let's just go to where this guy works yeah. and check it out. Let's go get a steak. Uh... I'll bring my partner, Al Bundy, with yeah. me, and we'll go sit on the same side of a booth in a steakhouse yeah. and uh, order steaks together. It'll be a weird scene. Well, it looks like you had the same takeaway I had, which was, damn, I want a steak. Yeah, for sure, because we start getting close-ups of oh, all the steaks. And I'm such like, good-looking steaks. Is this going to be like a Morton's Steakhouse like a tie-in or something? Do they get money for this? Why are we showing the steaks Fuck, so much? They look good, huh? But instead, what we're supposed to be taking away from York all these close-ups action. is the steaks are cut by knives. This guy works at the I realized steakhouse. realized that way later. He could have a yeah. knife because he works at a steakhouse. He could be the killer. Yeah. I was like... That's a weird leap. I was like, I'd rather... Anybody rat- can get their hands on a fucking knife. I'd rather just have the steak. You don't got to work at a steakhouse yeah. to be able to have access to right. knives. That does not make him more likely the killer, you idiot police officer. But seriously, I really could go for one of those steaks. Yeah, and also in the next scene, we're talking to a forensic guy back at the crime lab. He's oh, like, boy. They brought a steak knife to him from this restaurant, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm looking at this knife. Mm-hmm. This knife could definitely... Do some stabbing. Mm-hmm. I, I, it all tracks to me for sure. I think it's Steakhouse guy that's fucking yeah. doing all this murdering. This knife will kill. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, that's what Doug Markita says. We get another three second scene where the chief is showing Pacino the knife. Yeah. He's like, hey, we found these knives, huh? Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, knives, got it. That scene was literally three seconds I wrote down. Right. This movie has no fucking flow whatsoever. Wow. It's jarring to watch. Yeah. He blows. The captain, right after that, uh-huh. MPAA made Could him be, cut yeah. it. He got to cut that made shit out. It. There was a whole him yeah. blowing the captain subplot yeah. that's not... Let me show you something I learned down at the clubs, Captain. Next scene, Pacino uh, has apparently gone and picked up old Staggerly or whatever the guy's fucking name is. Skipley. He uh, takes him back to a motel room that we learned the cops have bugged. We got mm. a stakeout mm. going here. They got, they got bugs in the room. We're going to do a raid here. Unfortunately, the audio is not working out. They're jostling our antenna around. They're having some severe audio issues like we were for like 20 minutes when we were trying to get this podcast together. And we weren't even trying to listen to two dudes bone. We were panicked already. So they're panicked and they're like, "Ah, I heard something about tying somebody up. We got to go. That could be our guy on the inside just fucking getting stabbed with a steak knife from the steakhouse Mm -hmm. right now. Go, go. So they rushed the place. And, uh,. But then they just like knock on the door. I thought that they weird. were going to kick in the door. But then yeah. they're like, housekeeping or something like that. And, yeah. Uh, Stan Lee uh, opens Skip the door. Lee, yep. And they're just like, oh, fucking cops, motherfucker. Get down on the ground or yeah. whatever. We know you're the steakhouse killer. Yeah. You're fucking going away for a long time, pal. And then we see Pacino, and he's just butt-ass naked and hogtied. Yep. Exactly like the guy who we saw getting murdered in that first sequence. Mm, so yep. it's like, damn, this guy's probably the killer, A, and B, we have never seen Pacino 
We've seen him get felt up on a little bit. Yeah. We've seen him do some popper dancing. Yeah. We've never seen him hogtied and butt naked. Yeah. Exactly how far is this guy going undercover yeah. right here? Right. Because guess what? Yeah. Other guy's naked, too. Butt ass naked. They show his buns, too. Next scene, Skip Lee's getting the screws turned to him, I wrote down here. Yeah, uh, not in a fun way either. Some intense questioning going on mm-hmm. down at the police station. They're threatening him to put him away forever for being a serial killer. He's like, yeah. I'm incident, innocent, man. I just got cruised by this guy. Yeah. This guy fucking paid for the motel room. Like, this guy I was minding Pacino. my own business. Yeah, I don't know who he is. Just being a gorgeous I don't little know twink his name. at the fucking club. It's fucking this guy, if it's anybody. Does Pacino look like a gorgeous twink to you? Pacino's no, he's clearly like, a killer. Yeah, I, I want my lawyer. Blah blah blah. Does look like Suddenly, uh-huh. door swings open. Who should walk in? It's probably his lawyer. A gigantic what? Matt, gigantic huh. black man wearing just a jockstrap and a cowboy hat. It's essentially Pedro Serrano. Pedro Serrano walks yeah. in wearing a jockstrap and a cowboy hat. Yeah. Fucking just claps Pacino across the face. Full on. Full on open hand slaps him out of his chair in like three feet. I'm Rick James, bitch. And uh, then walks out. Yep. Doesn't say a word. insane. Yeah. And I wrote, what just happened? Yeah. Yeah. I've been confused in scenes. Uh When we first saw the killer and then we saw the killer getting killed by the killer, I was confused. While we went from seeing the killer to acting like we haven't seen his face again, I was confused. This happening in the police station. Right. Oh, I, just, I was just like, I've had a break with reality. It's finally happened. Uh, I think maybe I'm asleep. I mean, am I dreaming? Yeah. I'm not watching this movie anymore. I fell asleep while I was watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Skip Lee's freaking out and screaming. He doesn't know anything. Uh, fucking uh, giant black guy comes in all naked again and again. slaps the shit out of him. Right. Uh, it's, it's crazy. According, according to Friedkin, mm-hmm. this guy was a real cop. And this was the thing he used to really do. Cop slash fucking power lifter. This guy was like yeah. 400 pounds of right. muscle. Right. Like six foot ten or something. Supposedly, he, would, he was a real cop and he would do this in interrogation. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. So that they could beat the fuck out of their... The the person they were questioning, uh-huh. and then when the guy was like, eh, and then this fucking naked guy, black guy came in and slapped me. He was wearing a cowboy hat. People would be okay. like, "This guy's fucking crazy. Get him out of here!" Once again, like uh, next scene, Pacino. Yeah, like, they don't you went too it. far. You slapped me too hard, and I was like, "I get it." Like they got to slap him around in front of the fucking suspects right. so his cover's not blown. Yeah, they still think he's fucking on the hook to be charged for this too. But why was he in a jockstrap and a cowboy hat? Uh, Whew. So, there's a different. I guess time. that's an explanation. It was a. Di- I mean, it makes sense. We're not crazy. You're the one who's crazy. Yeah. Why would he be in a jockstrap and a cowboy hat? That would never happen. You yeah. weirdo. Uh, different so times. After all, this is just all this police brutality is happening. Like, if they uh, really did that, that's genius. Yeah. The next scene, uh, the cops are like, "Oh, hey, we ran uh, this guy that we beat the shit out of for like three hours, Prince, and uh." They don't match the fingerprint we have. He's not the killer, yeah. so I guess you're going to have to let him go yeah. or whatever. We can't do all our penis experiments we were going to do on him. Yeah. See if his balls float. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Don't forget a that. A weird little man does come in yeah. and sits down and doesn't say a word. Just watches. And I was like, well, who's that guy? Yeah. And then Al Bundy's like, all right, fucking uh, Skip Lee. Uh Drop your pants because we're going to put your balls in that sink. Yeah. And if they don't float, you're the killer. 
They're which like, I'm like, well, we've established that the killer has a zero sperm count, yeah. but what medical correlation does that have, whether your balls float in water or not? Because I'm going to have to bing this. I don't think that's a thing, movie. Yeah, they're Pretty claiming... sure that's not a thing. Yeah. And they, they are also like, you're going to have to beat off in front of us. Yeah. More cutscenes, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Get a, got a better explanation of what was going on here. But once again, just little snippets of maybe something that's going to happen and making everything weird. that you're watching very confusing. But it's getting weird. Mm-hmm. Pacino meets with the captain at fucking like an elevated train platform. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, man, I'm kind of pissy. I got the shit beat out of me. I'm kind of pissy that that guy got the shit beat out of him, essentially, for just being a gay guy. That's not what I signed up for. Uh, I kind of want to quit because there's some stuff going on. Yeah. Like, he's very vague. There's some stuff going down, and I don't think I can deal with it, he keeps saying. Yeah. This is where he starts having, like, bags under his eyes and just looking like a real fucking drug addict. he's a mess here, man. You can tell that he's a mess, and you can tell that the character arc is that he's in too deep, and he's coming apart. The problem with the movie is you can't actually show or talk about any of the stuff he's doing. Yeah. So it's just vague and confusing and you can't really have any emotional or intellectual attachment to it because it's just like, trust me, viewer, stuff's going down and it's too much. You just have to 100% go off of what Pacino's doing here. That's that's all you fucking get, which Uh, just... Makes it very hard to Bef- uh, buy any of this. Before he meets with the captain, he did stop at Karen Allen's to try oh. to make sense of his mixed up world. Okay. And um, she she's like, I don't get it, man. Like, you're being weird. And he's like, I'm not being weird. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, then let's just take a break. Yeah, let's. we should probably break up because literally we're just having word salad conversations with each other that yeah. don't make any sense right. in like six second long scenes. So... But It'd promised. be better if this girlfriend thing just was a subplot that didn't exist at all in this but movie. She, but he made her promise not to let her get away. Yeah. This is what he was talking Promises about. are being broken, man. Oh, man. So the chief is like, uh, here's a list of all the people who were students of that uh, Columbia professor who yeah. got fucking brutally murdered a couple months ago. Why don't you go through Stay it? Stay the course and see who you can uh, blow. See if you spot any of the guys that you know from the thing, and then maybe we can look down this fucking lead. And uh, You ever seen any of these guys getting fisted in the middle of a club? So Pacino goes back home with the little yearbook. He's looking yeah. through it, and then checkmark over a guy, and he's like, I'd like hey, to wait. Pull that guy. I recognize this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, it's presented like, oh, fuck, it's that guy. Yeah. But then... It's not a guy we've been introduced to at any point in this movie. No. Or has had any bearing on the plot whatsoever. It's It's, just another random guy who he's like... It's Stuart Richards. I recognized him one night when I was out in a crowd scene or something. Yeah. Once again, maybe some deleted scenes where this guy did something and then that's why he's presented as a guy we're supposed to know. Just like, oh, it's that guy. That's crazy. You're talking about uh, old Stuart Richards from uh, 140 Richards. Claremont Avenue? That's right. Uh, movie goes on. To uh, 140 Claremont Avenue? This guy's in an apartment and he's lifting weights. Oh, at 140 Claremont Avenue. He's okay. At first I thought I was confused because I thought he was with uh, fucking T. 
Ted Bailey, is that his name? The the neighbor? He's yes. Like another toe-headed gentleman. And I'm like, no. Oh, he's not Ted Bailey's uh, boyfriend, because I knew from the credits that was going to be James Remar. So. He's with. And it turns out he's with another guy. Yeah, I it, can tell you, because he's from a thing. Entirely uh, different. So I'm like, okay, these fun. are new guys. Yeah. Totally new guys. New it's guys. like we've started watching a new movie. These are new characters who have not been introduced to us. Correct. That's They're all lifting correct. weights together in an apartment. Yes. Pacino's like following him around, just peeking into his apartment from the bushes, basically, for oh, yeah. a long stretch of the movie here. Oh, just yeah. scenes of him working out in his apartment, Pacino fucking peeking in from the bushes. Ah, it's William Russ. Okay, what's this guy? What do we know him from? He is uh, Corey Matthews' father, Alan oh, Matthews. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. something. Yeah. That's a find right there. Yeah, I was watching it earlier, and I was like, I know that guy. I need to look up who I he is. I know you, asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I wrote We've come down, full circle. I paused the movie because I was confused as to what was happening and where it was going, and I wanted to see how much uh, more of the movie we have. And uh, there is a half an hour left to right. this thing, and I feel like I've been watching it fucking forever. Mm. I was shocked to see that there was a half an hour left. I was thinking, hour and forty minute runtime. There's got to be like maybe like twelve minutes left of this thing. Uh, I did this at, at most. I did this in two sittings. Uh, oh, okay. I was uh, drunk last night watching this. Mm-hmm. I got to about ten o'clock, and this is also where I was like, "This is getting a little yeah. long in the tooth." Mm-hmm. I need to get my head right to sure. try to work tomorrow. Right. <laughs> I'm going to walk away and just, I you think know, that was smart. Watch some modern family. I think that was smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I wrote, none of the victims have been people we know. There's no personal stakes to any of it. Frankly, I don't care who the killer is. I'm just bored. You're, you're like Pacino. The only tension in the movie is if Pacino is ever going to be able to look at a vagina again without yeah. having Vietnam flashbacks. Oh, and, it's uh, hard to say. I'm not even 100% convinced that that plot thread's going to be uh, tied up here. Is, is all things that I'm writing in my notes right no now. No one knows. Don't ever know. So eventually Pacino breaks into this guy's apartment and snoops yeah. around a bit. He's like, uh, here's some college stuff. He's a college student. That makes sense. Here's a closet full of gay stuff. That makes sense because I know he's a gay dude. Mm-hmm. Here's a box of letters he's writing to his dad. Uh, yeah. I'll go through these and read all of them probably. Yep. So he yep. reads these letters. They sound kind of crazy. It's like crazy mm-hmm. stuff that you probably wouldn't write to your dad in a letter. So mm-hmm. it's like, maybe this guy's a psycho. Maybe he's stabbing people to death. Could I be. I don't know. Could be. Next Could scene, be. Pacino is on a bus with him, just staring daggers through him. Yeah. And the guy's like, who's this guy? And I'm like, that's not a good way to keep your cover, Pacino. Well, Pacino's becoming increasingly more insane. Brazen. Like, you're talking about crazy. Just brazen. He's got a swagger now. Yeah. He's doing like a whole swagger yeah. when he walks places. He like wants you to catch him mm. beating or mm-hmm. staring at you. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's Starting weird. to get some of that dog day afternoon yeah. fucking swagger going on right here is what's happening. So, uh, yeah. Is that him. movie as gay as this one? That one's got a gay twist at the end, which is mm, like right. kind of comes out of nowhere. That's a big thing. I forget. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so next scene, the dude comes back to his apartment and he's kind of just like, I sense something's going on. Yeah. I sense maybe somebody's been reading my letters to my dad. Yeah. It's just, I've got a, I'm also a psychic as it turns out. I can, I can sense the energy of things that happened when yeah. I touched them. Like in the dead zone is what, what seems to be happening in this scene of the movie. Yeah, this is uh Next scene we see him meeting in the park with his father. He's been writing the letters to. Real quick before mm-hmm. this cuz right, yeah, this is where they meet up in the park. There's that scene where 
Pacino's watching from across the street. Yeah, maybe. There's and like then, like, scenes. he, like, all of a sudden, he's laying in the middle of the park, but then he's not. There's a real disjointed mm, scene there, too. Might have stopped paying yeah, attention during yeah, this okay. sequence, because this was the sequence where I was the most bored with the movie, I think. Yeah. But I definitely, when he sat down with the dad and repeated the thing, you you know what you have to do, the father tells him. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's the sort of rambling shit the killer's been saying. This isn't a real father we're seeing at all. This is just him having, like, schizophrenic visions is what's happening. We're, yeah. we're in the killer's hallucination right yeah. now. Maybe. Or maybe it's just another poorly edited scene, and I don't know what's happening. That's what I'm saying. Like, this thing earlier when they were like, oh, Pacino's watching from a roof across the street. Ah, never mind. He's in the park now. Wait, no, wait. He's seriously still back. I guess the park thing was a flashback. So his astral plane father tells him, you know what you have to do. So then he goes back to his apartment. We see him putting on his leather daddy boots. And I'm like, are we going to get a whole Rambo gearing up montage here of him gearing up to go fucking serial killer some people? Not quite. We just see the boots. But he does. I really would have liked to have seen a whole montage. But he does let us know there's something in the boot. Ooh, ooh. Is maybe a stabbing knife? Is that what he's got going on in that boot? Possibly. Oh, wow. That could... That could... Next scene, Pacino's also got some leather on, and he's hanging out for the night. But uh, before he makes his rounds, turns out he's going to go check on Ted Bailey. Yeah. Over uh, at his neighbor's apartment. Knocks on the door. Who answers but fucking... James fucking Remar in some tiny underwear. Yep. And he's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. And these guys are not getting along, Matt. No. And Pacino's like, got real bully energy here. Yeah. He's like, oh, God, are you one of the fucking weirdos sniffing around my boyfriend again? This yeah. keeps fucking happening. You're trying to sex my boyfriend. At the end of the rope, this guy, every time I leave town to go on one of my dancing tours or whatever, I he's come back hoeing. and there's... Somebody knew I can tell he's horny. Yeah, just get out of here, man. Yeah. Fucking do me a favor and get out of here. Turns out this Greg guy's on the level. He's definitely on the level. Yeah. Pacino, though. He shuts the door. Not on the level. He starts kicking in the door, and I'm like, come on, you cocksucker! It's, it's crazy. What's happening? I wrote, clearly he's losing his mind, but uh, why in the direction of this Ted character? I haven't even fully understood why he's a subplot in this movie at all. Suddenly he's flipping out at, because of the Ted character not yeah. being around. Makes no sense to me. I was like, whatever. Maybe it's just we're showing his mind uh, slowly. Dig- oh, God. He literally just kicked in the door yeah. and is now beating the shit out of James Remar. Yeah. This is way too far gone and the insanity level for what we've seen on screen, the sort of things well, he's been doing. Yeah, but we it is nice because we, we get a glimpse of full Pacino. That's true, yeah. He gets to Pacino it out here a minute, yeah. and Remar he's pulls, pulls a steak knife on him does. to protect himself, Yeah, and he stops him cold in his tracks, and he's like, a steak knife? That's a thing that's been in this movie. Wait a minute. Uh, I'm going to back out all weird. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the next scene of the movie. I'm supposed to be chasing the steak knife yeah. killer. So Pacino's pale and creepy. He's yep. creeping around apartment complexes. Lying in the streets, losing his mind. Looking like he needs to feed. And I was like, is this a secret vampire movie? And I've Ooh. never heard anybody tell me that yeah. this turns into a vampire movie crazily yeah. in the third act. And that's why people like Tarantino love it. And maybe he used it as like inspiration for why From from Dust Till Dawn turns into a random vampire yeah. movie in the third act of that movie. Because that would be crazy if that happened and I'd never heard of it. Seems like he's a vampire now. 
Could be. It's not where it goes. That's just how no. he's playing it. Yeah. It's just how he's playing what's happening here. Also, there's weird sitar music over the soundtrack. I don't oh, know yeah. in the sequence. The, the, the soundtrack does a real nice job of getting more and more jangly yeah. and weird disjointed and disjointed. and weird. Like the crazier it's getting, the crazier the sound's mm-hmm. getting. So he's hanging around. This is Stuart's apartment again. He sees old Stewie go out to the park and he's like, yep. all right, I'm going to follow him. I wrote, Stuart's about to get his blood sucked. Yep. I thought he was the fucking killer here. No, flip-flopped. He's the victim. Uh, and then he stops, Stuart stops and sits on the bench that yep. I wrote, I think is the same bench from the Warriors where they try to rape that I cop lady. I do believe. I think it is the exact it same looks bench. looks like the it looks same the exact, exact same fucking shot. Like Two benches shot. right next to each other, down the path, away from the tunnel. Yeah, this has got to be the spot. Pacino rolls up all hard and sits on top of the next bench uh, right next to him, and they're kind of just like staring off in front of each other, sitting on benches together in the middle of the goddamn night. Look at the way I'm sitting on the back of this bench to let you know that I am also gay like you. They're getting all aggressive with each other. Uh, Pacino's like, hey, fucking, you're funny, man. Why don't we go back to your place? And he's like, I don't got a place we can go back to. Why don't we just go down to that weird fucking pedestrian tunnel and do stuff down there. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't want to fucking... Uh, oh. He's like, I don't, don't worry, f- man. I'm not in the public shirt. It's the middle of the night. Uh, We're in the Warriors universe all of a sudden, so yeah. there's no uh regular citizens in this city. It's it's deserted. Outside of the go. baseball furies, yeah. we should be fine, fine. baby. There's nobody running around but themed uh, gangs at this point. Yeah. Nobody's calling the cops for no, sure. Not at all. So they go down uh, behind the little tunnel there, step out into the bushes, and uh, they start facing off like it's a Western movie and they're going to have a shootout. Yeah. Except it's their cocks they're going to pull out, except for their guns right here, but it's staged exactly the same. I wrote in here real quick uh, when they were both on the benches and they're just like looking at each other and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out Mm -hmm. how to go which way. Before Pacino like asks to borrow a lighter and makes a move, I said, uh, Pacino just isn't believable at making eyes at dudes. (laughs) No, he certainly isn't. No. He's got like bewildered and aggressive yeah. but never like believable might be a gay person yeah. at any fucking point in this yeah. movie it's it's wild but again it all just adds to his uneasy yeah. tense suddenly this turns into a spaghetti western these guys are doing a showdown he's like what do you do i fucking don't do this but i do that well why do that sounds like we're meh, meh. they yep. start like aggressively unbuckling their belts and stuff to which pacino drops his drawers and says Hips or lips. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to start using that one at bars. I'm not going to lie. Start pulling your pants down saying. at the end of the night. Molly, hips or lips, baby. So uh, fucking not to be outdone, old Stuart pulls down his drawers. Yeah. Like down to his knees. And then like. Pacino like stomps on his drawers so they go all the way down to his ankles and then we see the knife in his boot and then a knife is pulled and a knife is pulled and then there's a stabbing but it's like edited all quick kind of like the scene in Star Wars where Greedo shoots first but then they changed it so Han shot first and I was like who shot first here did Pacino pull his knife first or did fucking Stewart pull his knife first I think it was appropriately vague Pacino pulls his knife first I thought thought Pacino shot first is what I wrote down because he stomped his pants 
That's right. And was like, fuck you, pal. And stabs him in the heart from, yeah. what, from what it looked like to me. Yeah. But in the next in scene. gay, gay heart. Stuart's sitting in a hospital bed. So Pacino like, hates gay. I'm like, oh, I guess he didn't get stabbed in the heart because he's still alive it. here. This is gay, gay ribs. Yeah, Pacino and the chief are in the fucking hospital room with uh, fucking Stuart, who seems to be recovering nicely from his stabbing. Yeah. The chief's like, well, we got you dead bang, man. Yeah. Fucking this guy was an undercover cop. You tried to serial kill him. Fucking looks like you're going away for a long time. Or if you just admit to it, because yeah. really our evidence is not great, but I'm not going to tell you that. Yeah. Uh, we could bump that down to eight years for serial killing. Just tell us you did it. We'll get you eight years in the Who's Gal. You'll probably love it. There's lots of gay stuff going on right. in there all the time, from what I understand. Plenty of stuff for gay guys Plenty to do. Plenty of stuff for gay guys to do. It's like a country club, basically. Yeah, gay summer As camp. I understand it. Mm-hmm. Stewie's like, I never killed anyone. It was that guy who attacked me, man. Mm-hmm. It's pretty true, I wrote down. He's he's the Han Solo here. He shot yeah. first. Yeah. But, yeah. It, you know, he's just like, categorically denying. Nah. Like a criminal. No, that's not going to happen. So they leave the the hospital room and chief's like hey burns welcome to the detective division yeah he did it it was all worth it man all that cornholing all that off-screen cornholing he was doing all fucking worth it man he got that big promotion you've never done anything with a man but my god you fit a lot of wieners in your butthole Mm. this past week next uh next scene uh al bundy and a cop with no name are going through stewart's things yep and they they find the notes to his daddy. Yeah. And uh, dad from uh, fucking Boy Meets World is like, yeah, his dad's been dead for like 10 years. Yeah. He writes these crazy notes to a dad that doesn't exist. Yeah. I always thought it was kind of weird, but you know, I still like to hang around when he's lifting weights. Right. We, we just have that sort of relationship, you he know? He likes that musk. Yeah, so. Turns out this guy's like schizophrenic and shit, and yeah. he, he murdered a bunch of people, and they, we hear that his fingerprint matched up with the bloody coin, so definitely he was the fucking murderer. Is that what they say? Yeah, that's what he says in the hospital, because he's like, he attacked me, and he's like, we got your fingerprints on a fucking coin at the other murder scene, man. We know it was you. Oh, I didn't hear him say yeah, that. Yeah, so. Oh. Is he bluffing? Just another confusing thing, because we bluffing? tie up that this guy was the murderer, even yeah. though we saw the murderer's face at one point, and then he was somebody getting murdered in a different scene. Yeah. But then we show up to another murder, Matt. What? We're at Pacino's old, when I was, uh... John Phelps yeah. or whatever his fucking name was. Johnny. Gay guy apartment. Johnny Forbes. There's cops fucking everywhere. Yeah. Ted Bailey has been brutally stabbed to death by a kitchen knife in his own bathroom. <sighs> Maniac is there giving the rundown to the chief. And he's like, fucking everything's going on here. Blah, blah, blah. By the way, you've heard my name before. Chief is like, wait, I've heard that you're that guy forces gay prostitutes to blow you at yeah. gunpoints. Uh, that was going to be a subplot in this movie at some point, but now it's just a weird look going across my face. Yeah. Uh, also, turns out the serial killer is still alive, even though we still put the serial killer out. You know what? I'm just calling this one a lover's spat. It had to have been his boyfriend, Greg, who did it. Yeah. Let's go fucking lock up that guy or whatever. And oh. I wrote, was Stuart not the killer, even though he killed that one guy in that one booth? Maybe. Was there a second killer who did the first killing and then um, got killed by a third killer? Was that Stuart? Or maybe was Greg really the guy who killed him here? Or is Greg the second killer? Or maybe 
Did Pacino do it? Because he fell in love with Ted? And that's why he was flipping out at Greg during that scene randomly when Greg was there? So many mysteries. All we know is... Could have been any of these fucking assholes. Somebody that fits the description of everybody. The description doesn't match the description. The description that's been in every movie, or this movie, over and over, of medium build and dark. It's every character. Enters the same. Turns out the killer was inside us all again. Yes. So Pacino is back at Karen Allen's. We got one more scene here. Yep. He's like, I want to stay. Can I stay? I need. We need to talk. Finally, let's have a talk. I'm shaving my face. My God, they're gonna get back together. That's nice. I'm not crazy anymore, Karen Allen. He's staring at himself in the mirror while he's shaving though, Matt. All fucking crazy. I'm gonna rub my face erotically. Then she goes in the living room while he's Jerking staring all crazy. With shaving cream. She finds his leather daddy hat and his mirrored shades yeah. and his sweet leather jacket. Puts it all on. She puts it all on and she's looking pretty sexy. She looks pretty hot. And I'm like, is this this going to be the relationship yeah. going forward? He's only going to be able to fuck her when she's got all this leather daddy stuff going on? She looks like that Is that the only way he can be able to stare at a vagina without being terrified by it? But then... As he's staring intently again, we cut back to him, he's still staring, still staring. At his own neck. We end on a shot of the tugboat from the first scene. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's got to be mean there's going to be more fucking body parts floating in that bay, Matt. Pacino has now taken over the mantle of the serial killer, like in some sort of slasher movie, because he did so much gay stuff it turned him into a murderer? Or is he just home and done with it? Or is he home and done with it? It's all very vague, but not in a satisfying, like, ah, uh, like uh, the movie leaves you thinking way. Yeah. Just in a, I'm sure if all that 40 minutes of stuff was put yeah. back in this movie, what the fuck was happening with Pacino's character would make a lot yeah. more sense way. But it seems like we're doing a, like, uh, Friday the 13th Part 5, the guy hunting the killer has now taken over the mantle of the killer because he did so much gay stuff. He's now a gay, and he can't deal with the fact that he's a gay, so he's going to start lashing out at gay men for the rest of his life as a serial killer (laughs) type thing, which I can understand why gay people would have been so goddamn offended by this movie coming out of it Mm. in 1980 Mm. when the moral of the story is don't do any gay stuff. Or you will become a serial killer. Well, Judgment well, yeah. Day? We go, to, we go to credits after that. The movie's <laughs> over, so let's take a well-deserved break. Uh, you'll hear what else we have planned for this Ugh. crazy month of movies. Whew. And then when we get back, cruising will enter Judgment Day. Newspapers only print it. Television can only record it. Now, one motion picture lets you experience it as it's never been shown before. Go. The Hollywood Vice Squad. The real story. Radar. Now playing at a theater near you. Clarence and Alabama are chasing the American dream. The only problem is... Half of America is chasing them. 
from the director of Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop 2 comes a Bonnie and Clyde for the 90s. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, True Romance, Rated R. Starts Friday, September 10th at a theater near you. I'm still reeling from everything that happened. Yeah, but it's nice to hear that all that reverb we were dealing with uh, early on has not reared its ugly head again, so it looks like we're going to have the audio to finish off this fucking podcast, maybe. It's it's real annoying the way it kept repeating. It's a January miracle. Kept repeating. Everything's coming up baby oil and blow. Baby oil and blow. See, I'm doing the repeat. Trying to get in your head. Oh, no, don't get in my head. I'm trying to make you think that you're Steve Barnes. I was stressed out. I was already like, how am I going to explain to people on the Instagram when a fucking episode doesn't happen this week? They're going to be livid. Right. Tom Rock is going to be livid. Yeah. Uh, They're just instantly going to think it's mescaline problems. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Too much or not enough? It's ups and downs, strikes and gutters lately. Yeah. It's, 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 not it's been a dry county every once in a while. <laughs> you get your hands on something, you're going to do all of it it's at rough. once. Like it's, you ever taken anybody to Gary to pick up some mescaline? Uh, you know, like, uh, no. no oh. Definitely not. Um, I have. I wouldn't. I have. probably wouldn't go to Gary for uh, hallucinogens. It's uh, Well, if you're getting it from the... From the government. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, they got a couple of crack houses there mm, down sure. in the middle of the city. Why wouldn't they? A little bit of government money goes in there. A couple bit, folks get paid. A little bit of paid. government money goes a long way. And there's like, here's your bags of free drugs. Legalize it. Anyways, it's yeah. fucking helping people with PTSD. We might need that after uh, getting through this podcast. Getting through this discussion. I'm proud of us, too. I yeah. Think. We got through most of this discussion without uh, saying anything too offensive during this, which no. there was a lot of a lot of dangling threads there you could swat your little paws at. Dangling. <laughs> definitely definitely restrained ourselves. Dangle bulls. And kept things pretty respectable. Dangle bulls. We'll see if uh, our reviewers this week did the same because Judgment Day. Oh, I is forgot when about them. We go out to the internet to see what the people had to say about the film we watched. Mm-hmm. Get some one ninja star reviews, some five ninja star reviews. Uh-huh. We read them, we fucking mull them over, and then we mm. give our. I got three of each this uh, this week because they were a little short. Quick so hits. I wanted to beef it out a little bit. Quick hits, yeah. Quick hits. So Trying to fluff it. People people had a lot to say about <clears throat> this movie, and I just wanted to get a little taste of everything here. You had real short reviews, and you're trying to make it look bigger. Mm, that's right. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, trying to. Now I'm going full double on time yes. for it. Yeah, I'm gonna make up for last time on this closing Stuff segment. Review is here. It's uh, first one Ninja Star review is from a IMDb user named Charlton Boy. Charlton Boy. Okay. He says, "What on earth was Al Pacino thinking of when he decided to take on this movie? All right. From The Godfather to Cruising is an amazing gulf." Oh. Pacino, along with Robert De Niro, are my two favorite actors. Oh, cool. And De Niro has acted in some turkeys in his time. Oh, but well, give him his due. He's, he's admitting it. He has never been in a film as bad as this. When he means bad, does he mean gay? Cruising is a dreadful film about a cop who goes undercover in the gay S&M scene to try to catch a serial killer. For starters, the story stinks. Okay. The cop played by Pacino is straight, so could in no way all of a sudden be gay. That would never happen. (laughs) I can't really explain how the story pans out, because it stops in its tracks without an explanation, 
which normally I would be annoyed at, but I was just pleased that the film had finished. All right. What I really hate about this film oh, it's got more. is that for most of it, all we see are hundreds of middle-aged, sweaty men fondling each other. <laughs> oh, there's some what was he expecting? There's some hamming going on. What was he expecting? Not just once, but all the way through the film. I'm not sure if the director is into the gay scene, but it certainly looked like self-indulgence on his part. And to think... This is the guy who directed The Exorcist. <laughs> Cruising is nearly as sickening as The Exorcist, uh, but for uh, the wrong reasons. <laughs> the film was one of the worst I've ever seen. We didn't have one to say anything offensive because he said it all for us. Charlton Boy. Wow. Uh, a little female perspective here. Charlton Boy, here's a little word of advice to you. Make your screen name sound a little less gay if no, you're going right. to take such a... <laughs> You know, <laughs> probably watch less gay movies. Yeah, if that's so not what you're into, man. Gay stuff. Mixed vibes, friend. Yeah, mixed, mixed vibes. vibes. One Ninja Star review here from a Letterbox user named Brandy Stoddard. Brandy! She's a fine girl. <clears throat> Brandy Stoddard says. Stands about 210. There's this long five, five. stretch in the movie where there is no dialogue and no score. It goes on for like 15 minutes. I don't know what I'm supposed to be thinking or feeling at that point. Do they even catch the killer? Is Al gay at the end of this? Shrugging person emoji. This movie is very boring. Uh, I I thought it was going to be a slasher movie, but it's got more sex in it than some pornography I've seen. And I hate sex scenes in movies. What? Oh. One ninja star from Letterboxd user. Brandy Stoddard. Brandy, you're the biggest ham I've ever met. Like, you were on the level. You had it all right. First paragraph I understood. Yeah, if she would have just ended it right there, it would have been a great review, and I would have been, yeah, maybe you got a point, but then Mm. she just lost it. One more one Ninja Star review. Okay. This is from a letterboxed user named Muppet Christmas. All right. (laughs) Muppet Christmas says, This movie is not as good as the Muppet Christmas Carol. One Ninja Star. Letterboxd user, Muppet Christmas. Hard to argue. Hard to argue. Was that Michael one there where it was? Best performances. Matt, let's get to the other side of the coin. People mm-hmm. who saw Cruising and thought, well, this is a perfect film. Okay. First review I got here, five ninja stars from IMDb user Lydark. Mm. L-I-D-E-R-C. Mm. Pronounce that how you will. L-I-D-E-R-C. E-R-C. I liked this movie. Lydark. Lydark. Why? Lydark. Because the same gender-liking men in this movie weren't a bunch of sissies, queens, fairies, etc. <laughs> okay. The scene they're in is a little bit extreme and only caring for sex. Although I had a feeling that the one guy who was questioned with the cop at the police station fell in love with Pacino. But the movie is a manifest against stereotypes. There are only two drag queens in it. And if you look at some other movies, this is a very low number. There are only two artists in it. A musical writer and a dancer. And only one waiter. The other men seem to be quite normal. And even, wow, very masculine men. (laughs) The movie has also... A strange aura of mystery to it. 
which I liked very much. Five Ninja Stars from IMDb user Lighterk, who also seems to be working through some things. Uh, <laughs> interesting, uh, interesting perspective. You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. What do you got next? I got a five Ninja Star review from a letterboxed user named Jordan Tituski. Jordan Capuano? Tituski. Jordan Chavalano? What was the... Who says? What's Jared Leto's name in that show? Oh, Jordan um, Catalano. No, it's much more Italian sounding than this right here. I said that. Speaking of of Italians, you're going to love this one. I picked this one out because I thought maybe you could help me figure out what was going on here. Forget about it. Maybe see if it helped you. Oh, over here with it. Jordan says, That's how they talk. Not sure what's wrong with me. Italian's not gay. Love the scene where Pacino dances. Nope. Oh. Love it in the perverse way, maybe. Oh. Not sure. Ooh. <laughs> this movie humanizes Italian-American actors. Oh. And, it, and it helped clocking hours into my exposure therapy with them. Five Ninja Stars from Letterboxd user Jordan Tatuski. <laughs> Like you, seems to have some problems with the Italian-Americans and is uh, having some exposure therapy so that they become more human to him. The fart Uh, was my reaction to the exposure therapy. I think exposure therapy. therapy, That's terrible. Similar to the thing like you're afraid of heights we're going to take you up on the fucking roof. You're afraid of snakes we're going to throw you in a snake done. Look, I've tried. I've done exposure theories. With Italians? Yeah, one time I I went to Olive Garden and I was there for like two hours. You didn't feel like family? I mean, a little bit. My question for you is, how was this movie as exposure therapy to Italian-American actors? Do you feel like it uh, it affected you one way or another? Well, <laughs> <laughs> is it my time? Are okay. we doing the thing? No, I got, oh, we one, got more. one more. All right. Yeah, three, three, three here. Three. I thought there forget, was three. Forget why I picked this one, but uh, it looks like it's a five ninja star review from IMDb user Gasparv07767. Bingo. Stars Al Pacino. A lot of Scarface. Homophobic wannabe gangster fans don't know he actually was the lead star in the gay thriller from the early 80s. That's fair. I love the New York look of it, how it was back then. To have experienced that nightlife would have been close to a dream. Oh. But not the killing stuff. Okay. This is a very well-made film by the director from The Exorcist. True. The music suits the film. The leather is cool. It is. I kind of got the idea that Pacino, even though he was undercover, had sex with these guys. Yeah. Well, some? Maybe. Even if he wasn't gay? Or was he? (laughs) Could have. Hmm. Who was the killer? Hard to see. (laughs) I just recently seen the new re-released version. It looks very good. Oh, from 2007? And I saw it on the Voodoo app. Oh. They have on sale on Blu-ray. Wait, what? Must see at least twice. Then give your opinion. It's the Voodoo app. Five Ninja Stars from IMDb user Gasparv07767. I agreed with a lot of what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Did he have sex with those men, Matt? It's hard to say. It's really hard to say. Who was the killer? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe you can work through some of that as you uh, work through your final thoughts and your Ninja Star rating for the film right here as we cap this uh, podcast off. 
This is a film with a guy named Al Pacino. Mm. Pacino. Is that, is that how pronounce it? Alberts. An American Italian actor. That's right. One of uh, the most famous Italian actors. Admittedly, not a huge fan of his work. Wow. Outside of Devil's Advocate. Wow. All two hours of it. All that uh, rubbing he was doing under the desk in the first scene. Oh. He probably didn't watch it beyond that. Or that was, no, that was the weird pervert character. Pacino came in later. You gotta watch that one again. Kiefer, Kiefer, no, Keanu. Keanu, yeah. He's in it. Big time Keanu yeah. Reeves film. Right. Dawn Weiner. Oh, she's in it. Excellent. Ex- yeah. Dawn Weiner's doing it. You excellent. like her in Hostel, too? I uh, haven't seen any of the Hostels. Oh, you should watch the second one. She's upside down okay. and uh, topless. Wow. It's uh, intriguing. Yeah. But she, back to cruising. She, she gets a lot worse than raped at three o'clock, if oh, you know what God. I'm saying. Yeah. Back to cruising. <clears throat> I had no idea what I was in store for. Yeah. And uh, having met up with you and finding out that you had not watched it, That's which right. you probably pointed out to me last week, but I was probably too drunk or possibly you know, whatever to remember. Don't really remember. Here I am now mm-hmm. being like, this makes a little more sense. This is something we experienced together. Yeah. For better or for this worse. Ordeal. Makes us closer. Mm-hmm. You know, 100%. ties the bind. This desk feels six inches thinner this week as we sit across from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Heart wants what the heart wants. Uh, this was uh, this was a film. This was a film, man. This was a film, you know? That's right. Friedkin makes some things. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to go different directions. If you read some of his behind-the-story shit. Uh, the, the comic book tie-ins, man. This movie's nuts. Get that backstory. This is based off of a true story. You read that Dark Horse it's, comic of this shit? It's loosely based off some dude's novel. Mm. But then there was really a guy killing gay guys in New York in the late 70s and dumping mm. their body parts in the Hudson. There's a lot of people getting killed in the late 70s in New York. As then I it. it turns out the guy that got arrested for killing those dead bodies right. and cutting up people and dumping them in the Hudson is the same guy that's the radiologist in William Friedkin's The Exorcist. Wow. Did you find that out? I should have read more into this. Yeah. Maybe I could have made more sense of what yeah. the fuck I was looking at on screen. Turns out... Try to go in raw when I'm watching these movies. They never had anybody... Go in raw, get it? Yeah, I got, I got what you did there. They never had like a real radiologist or x-ray tech in like a movie until The Exorcist when they uh-huh. have that... They're doing those tests the on Reagan. The guy turned out to be a real-life serial killer. Correct. Right on. And Friedkin went and visited him in jail and was like... Hey man, remember when I visited you in Exorcist? Now I'm making a movie about those. Making a pretty cool movie. Like, what happened? And he was like, "You'd probably be interested in it." He's like, "Yeah, man. Like, oh, I killed other people besides that one guy." And then he was also in the same breath, like, "Nah, I just killed the one guy." I remember when I put my feet on Eddie Murphy's couch. Who's to say? That's why Friedkin was like, "Everyone's the fucking killer. Mm. Nothing makes sense anymore." He claims. William Friedkin yeah. claims he went to gay clubs himself, was hanging out in jockstraps, did a bunch of stuff. Clearly. I think he was the Pacino character. Very much so. Clearly, there's 40 minutes of Pacino getting and giving. Yeah. There's a lot of questions. This movie's ahead of its fucking time. Dedication to some craft. It does some weird shit. Uh, also, Friedkin first wanted Richard Gere in the main role Ooh. as Ooh. Steve Burns. There's like 20 minutes of gerbil stuff they had to cut out of this. Absolutely. 
And I'm thinking to myself, like, Richard Gere makes more sense. Pacino, he's got no charm. He's got no connection with the gays. Gere would have been great. Gear could suck dick all day. Yeah, I could, I could see yeah totally. Dick totally. All day. And then I'm thinking about it and I'm like, no, nah, man, Pacino's uneasy. Pacino's uncomfortable. <laughs> Pacino's lending himself to the film. He's definitely a live wire. It's real thing. life experience. Like, you're feeling the way he does, man. Like, I don't know. I could see some of that Richard Gear officer and a gentleman because I got no place else to go. <laughs> a little bit of that, too. A little bit of that, too. I don't know. This thing works the way it is for whatever reason, even in the ways that it doesn't work. Wow. It's not great, wow! but it's a little better than good. I'm going to go so far as to say three and a half. Three and a half Ninja Stars. It's got a lot of the right kinds of sleaze, man. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It was grimy and dirty and filthy and felt like you needed a shower. What are these guys over here? Yeah. Um, I wrote this. This movie has some interesting ideas in it. Yeah. uh, For sure. But they never really come together. No. Could have been an interesting serial killer mystery, but uh, we don't get enough to understand the mystery. Could have been an interesting, like, uh, cop corruption movie, but it drops that that thread. Could have just been an entertaining slasher movie, but it only does that that. in, like, one scene. It's all of Uh, it. It's just a kind of a haphazard collection of six-second scenes with no flow. Uh they won't show the lead character being gay and doing gay stuff, well, but the entire point of his character arc is that doing gay stuff is affecting him emotionally. That's the, that's the 80s. You can't blame the movie. Then, yeah, it's got a great greasy aesthetic, a pretty interesting soundtrack, an almost documentary look into this underground subculture yeah. that not a lot of people have had what seems to be a very authentic look into. Because a lot of this I was watching thinking like, all right. Thinking um, about Tom Rock. Is this You're like, like, I know a guy that loves leather. He loves the germs. Exactly. Like, I was like, is this a very accurate depiction of what the gay scene was like in 1980 and like yeah. what they dressed like and everything? Or did this just dictate the last three decades of what straight Good people question. think that the gay underground scene looks like. Chicken or the egg. Like, yeah, chicken or the egg. Is this just like, well, all we know about it is that fucking cruising movie. Right. So that and like the one scene from every Police Academy movie and the uh, Blue Oyster Cult. when they yeah. dress up like uh, <laughs> fucking do YMCA in Wayne's World. Yeah. That's literally all I know about gay people and all that stuff is in here. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm choosing to believe from all the backstage stuff we've heard that this is just like basically a documentary look and you really did get all the 50s bikers. You really Think did get it all is, the construction man. guys. You really did get all the Indians or whatever. So interesting as a docudrama on that, but just never comes together in a way where it really started boring me. And even oh. though there was so much crazy stuff going on. I like that you got it up there at three and a half bullets. Yeah. But uh, I think it's a complete failure of a movie. Ah. Uh. And I think you're wrong. Two two bullets. I'm gonna give it oh, because I do. Bad. I do like. Two's uh, not bad. I did like the experience of watching yeah. it mostly, but just not a good movie for me. Just didn't work as a movie yeah. for me at all. Yeah. But yeah, we've been through some shit, right? You're not wrong about that. That's for sure. No, it's uh, this movie kind of represented what 2022 is so oh, far. Yeah, I could see that. Where it's just. Hasn't been that Six long, but it feels long. Don't really add but up it's too much. short, and it's a mess. Am and, I bored, or yeah. is this going by too quick? I'm not yeah. sure. As, did I finally lose it? Yeah, yeah, it's been lost. Yeah. I lose my touch, man. Fucking lost. I lose my touch, man. Maybe found, because we got to come back again and do this all over again next yeah. week. Hopefully, I can actually 
do some things that feel like I've lived in a whole another week by the time we get back together That'd and do nice this rather you. than just seemed like I've done nothing but work and then stare at a wall. Yeah. Uh, I predict that's exactly what I'll do. Did time fly by or was it like a month long week? I can't even fucking tell. It's but a flat circle. Got another one coming and it's a big event. It's a big celebration because we're going to be celebrating the 40th anniversary Ooh. of the release of Vice Squad. A movie where Wingshauser plays maybe the most uh, out-of-control pimp of all time. And there's oh, yeah. corrupt cops and prostitute informants. And it's all fitting in with our theme of the month. And it's a wild time. Get it on Blu-ray. There's a gorgeous Blu-ray. I think maybe in like Shout Factory or something. I don't know. Either way, 40th anniversary. Come celebrate with us. Talk about another crazy-ass movie. This time next week. Hey. Guess what? What's up, bro? I'd tell you, stay sleazy, but uh-huh. it's baby oil and blow. No, you gotta do something. S- stay, stay single. It's a long road when you're on your own. And it hurts when they tear your dreams.